Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. Today is a very auspicious day because I am joined. Big word. Not only shut up, Alex Jones. You, you ruined the joke. <laughs> I am joined with uh, with Jamie and of course Alex Jones back from rehab. How are you doing, buddy? Woo! Welcome. Uh, well, anyone who can see me on YouTube can see how well I'm doing, which isn't great. But um, I mean, no, you, I'm here. you sound delectable, Jonesy. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, I'm, despite what some people may have heard from you guys, I was not in Ukraine, which is not what I've, I've missed a few. I, I thought you uh, were the uh, the fucking what are they called the the ghost of of Ukraine, the, the ghost of Kiev or whatever. Is it <laughs> yeah. the ghost of Kiev? Yes, exactly. Um, no, I had COVID. I have had the dreaded COVID. Um, it hit me pretty bad about three weeks ago, and yeah, I'm still not over it, but um, I'm back today because yeah. hey you know i missed you guys too much i missed <laughs> being here too much so we, i'm we, gonna apologize now you. <laughs> you did but how for how low energy or how if i do sound a bit sicky or if whatever then i apologize but yeah i'm yes. I, i'm feeling better because i'm back so there you go nice so i'm nice. feeling better than i was yeah. but on the men yeah yeah that's <laughs> on that's the, the that's the takeaway yeah okay good that is the takeaway that's why i look this delectable because i haven't sorted myself out at all and i just sort of i'll jump in madness <laughs> get it going uh, I, I think I think we have to do a bit of a PSA here, though, don't we, Jonesy? Because mm. you were triple vaxxed, weren't you? Yeah. Oh god, yeah. I was triple vaxxed. I dodged it for like two years. Um, like my both my kids had already had it, um, but uh, just at the start of this year, I have no idea where it came from. But Mad. my wife and I both got it bad, and she's still um, recovering as well. And Mad. then after that, both my kids had it again. So it's been it's been brutal, but th- where I am in the UK at the moment, and I know where you guys are in the UK as well, it's just gone absolutely insane. Like yeah. it's everywhere at the moment. Like every other person seems to have COVID, so it's pretty shitty. Um, I had some weird ass. I don't want to get like into medical shit, but I had some weird ass symptoms as well. Like I had no cough. I had no um, like what was the thing? You lose your sense of smell and taste. Yeah, but I had yeah. like. I had like heart palpitations and stuff and I didn't know what I had. I didn't know I had COVID and it was pretty scary. And then, yeah, so, um, but I'm getting there. Maybe, it's, not, maybe it's nothing to maybe thumb you just your nose at, shits. is that we say? Maybe you just had the shits, dude. Yeah. Maybe I just had the I shits. once had diarrhea so bad that I couldn't feel my legs for the next four hours and I thought something really bad was happening. <laughs> I was fine, I think. Is that because you were like leaning, where you lean yeah. forward in the toilet on your legs and you cut them oh, off? Yeah, no. Well, so my legs were numb on the toilet, but my legs were uh, as soon as like I was ready to shit, my legs went numb. It was kind of like a simultaneous thing where like, <laughs> yeah, very strange <laughs> sensation walking towards the bathroom, just not being able to feel anything. The, even the underside of my feet, just no sensation whatsoever. It was um, like walking on a cloud. I think that's, that's called. So Diabetes, so uh, no, there's no chance, no chance, no, no chance. See, yeah, what, the secret what, to not getting diabetes, Chris, first of all, um, <laughs> clean living. Gotta, yeah. gotta, just gonna throw that out there for anyone listening, anyone looking for tips, pointers, clean living. Uh, I'm not gonna say you have to live a like a, a, a no sugar diet, but like a, a bare minimum, a low sugar diet, and then just sort of like you know, just keep clean, keep healthy, look after yourself, lots of sunlight, vitamin D, get out there. You know, vegetables, mingle amongst yeah. people. Eat your vegetables. Um, and Down just, your and edibles. A, like one one simple thing that I can recommend to everyone is that no matter what you're eating, what you're drinking, like have clear <laughs> cutoff times. Like let's say 8 p.m., 9 p.m. Don't drink or eat anything, especially <laughs> no you know high sugar or uh, processed things, nothing with high in caffeine, uh, and then you'll be fine. <laughs> oh, God. Nice. Anyway. Uh-huh. 
How's that Red Bull treating you? Well, I, oh. I, will, I will match you with your Red Bull. Well, not match you, but say touche with my what green green sour cherry cola, which is um, with sweetener from the stevia plant. No added sugar, no aspartame, and 100% taste. And can confirm, Wait. tastes pretty sour and cherry. It's nice. Is is that a, an official Coca-Cola product? Because that can look, almost looks like a knockoff. No, it, it is a knockoff. But, um, oh, no, right. The brand name is just green. Yeah, green. green. I've never seen anything like it. They, they, it's around. It's not like uh, a staple of UK stuff, but it's imported. So you'll find it at corner stores. Um, this one in particular is imported from Greece. Pick it up from local stores such as the Athenian, where you do an, a nice good souvlaki. But anyway, mm. fellas, I, I'm, I'm hyped. Okay, I, I'm amped because we've just watched the Hogwarts Legacy State of Play, and we'll be covering our thoughts on that a little bit later. But before we get there, now, I, I don't know about you guys, but some people might not know this. We are available not only on YouTube, but on a podcast platform of your choice. I'm talking Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, all those other ones that can just be like thrown in the bin. And we're also available on Paisley Radio at paisleyradio.com, Thursdays at 10 p.m., repeats on Monday at 10 p.m. for that kind of like pseudo live experience it's pretty it's pretty cool did you guys know about this i I did (laughs) i'm i'm an avid listener that's that's the energy i'm expecting from you today that thanks for setting setting that bar (laughs) and now i know where it is and and i I will i will work with it i will work with it um uh, we've got some other stuff to talk about obviously we've got our catch up i mean jonesy it's been fucking forever so it'll be really good to kind of catch up with you um I'm sure. I'm sure you. I'm sure you finished a list of stuff, Chris. Exactly. I'm sure you finished like five games in your. Do you know what's mad? Uh, It's going to be the briefest catch up I've ever done because not only am I low energy, but I've not done anything. Like I've just, I've been trying to concentrate on not dying for the past three weeks, and that's been taking most of my time. Yeah, but that's the worst, isn't it? When you get sick and it's like all you want to, you think to yourself, okay, well, I'm home and on the couch or in bed all day. Like I might as well just fucking game. Yeah. And sometimes you just have zero fucking, I don't know, yeah. like, oh uh, yeah, like balls for it, right? Like, fuck it, who cares? I, I remember being in the office with you two and being accused of getting Arkhamnitis or Arkhamnitis. <laughs> I don't know how you'd make a disease out of that game. And I was genuinely ill, and I tried to play it. And I remember the main symptom that was stopping me was a banging headache. I was oh, just like, horrible, and every time man. I tried to play that game, it was exacerbated. Uh, oh, luckily, yeah. that one cleared up in three days rather than three weeks. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't have as much ground to complain as Jonesy does, but yeah, I can yeah. still somewhat relate. Cheese, Louise. Um, before we get into a little bit of the catch up and some other little tidbits of news, fellas, I I wonder if, like, in, in popular media, you've heard of tackies, tackies. Oh, Tackies. it's a it's a hot chip product. Oh baby, it is the it is a hot chip and it's a hot product. Bam! I managed to track down some of this. This is a Tucky's Fuego flavor. All right, Fuego. Oh. Fuego. And uh, to quote, extreme on the on the heat meter. Apparently, uh, chili and lime artificial flavored fried corn snack. It's essentially a tortilla wrapped in a in a tube and then seemingly fried or something and uh just lathered with flavor and i can i can attest that it's it's kind of like crack it's really fucking good wouldn't Ooh. say it's extreme heat but it, it's it's nice it's nice it's a yeah. mexican right in origin uh yeah 
I think it might be. I don't know. Um, Maybe. And I, I'll also say for the record, uh, not having extreme heat, definitely a plus point, because as someone who has never eaten a flavor of chip or crisp that I have not <laughs> liked, the only thing that has ever stopped me eating an entire bag of whatever I've got in front of me has been spiciness. Yeah, um, well, you. I, I reckon you will struggle with this, seeing as you struggled maybe. a little bit with the um, the jalapeno, cheesy jalapeno. Oh, do, do you know what really fucking pissed on my parade was when <laughs> I went to America when for the first time in years, and because I just had Jonesy's voice in my head saying, you have to try the Cheetos, you have to get the crunchy Cheetos. And so I go to the 7-Eleven, I get these flaming hot Cheetos or whatever they're called, yeah. thinking it was the right one, and they burnt my mouth off. The skin was peeling off the roof of my mouth. <laughs> See, I like original Cheetos. I don't be going in for any hot things. Yeah, <clears throat> man, yeah, I've got I, the wrong j- end of the stick. If I, if slash when I go back to South Africa, I'll bring you guys back some knickknacks. All right, Ooh. we have knickknacks here. No, no, but they're not the same. They're not the same. Right? Uh, okay. Oh wait, a knickknacks like Twiglets for you? I feel like we might have had this conversation. Kind of. Like Marmitey. But... No, no. Cheesy. Oh, okay. Cheesy. Okay, More like right. that sounds like pleasant. A, like a cheddar cheese. But anyway, uh, we digress, fellas. We, we've we've got. Look, in terms of news, I think like what we've been doing the last couple of episodes, I don't know if people have been noticing, it's, it was easier because there wasn't much news going on, but the news that was there was big enough to talk about a lot of. And then obviously with Jonesy not being around, it just kind of like worked out this way that we managed to cover like two to three news items per an episode. And, and this episode is no different. Okay. Um, but hopefully we can get into the meat of some of what we're going to be talking about. And fellas, I'd like to start off with... Um, None other than Doctor Disrespect, and the his dark. his production company Midnight or production company development company. Well, I don't know. If I, what would you call it? Devs. De- de- yeah, de- de- com- studio. Company. Studio. That's the word I'm looking for. There we go. His studio, which he's founded, was called Midnight Society. Um, they kind of teased their first product, project, product, whatever it might be, uh, under the moniker Project Moon. Now we've obviously heard Doctor Disrespect talk about. Uh, his idea for Battle Royale. We don't know if it is this, but essentially he kind of announced things with a bit of a shill. Okay, let's call a spade a spade. That's what it was. He hyped it up. uh, Some of the info got leaked out and then he had a day zero stream where he talked about all of this stuff. Okay, and essentially what what he's shilling is a founder's pass for this game that is mixed in with, you know, everyone's favorite buzzword, NFTs, right? Now, the idea behind this, fellas, is you buy the Founders Pass. I believe it's $50. um, And it gets you early access to the game. It gets you kind of voting rights for the direction of things. uh, Gets you access to, like, bait tests, uh, weapon tests, first in line for weapon drops, whatever it is, okay? That, That all sounds fine and pretty standard. What comes with it is a NFT one of 10,000 unique, unique what they call visor cortex IDs. So uh, I guess your character is a one of one, but it follows the usual NFT kind of formula of, I don't know what, board, ape, finger, butthole club, where <laughs> it's just like interchangeable parts essentially, right? And it's yeah. the mixture of them can get you up to 10,000 unique kind of things. And those will yeah. be the skins that you have. now. He announced this, and in the first five hours, they had 50,000 applications for the founder access pass. You can't just kind of like, it wasn't the first 10,000 to go through it. It was almost like, it's almost like a lottery kind of thing. Right. Now, 
I, I I found this quite interesting. And then I messaged Jamie asking what his thoughts were because I was kind of intrigued. I, I'm a big NFT skeptic and I'm a big kind of like, I wouldn't say a big crypto skeptic, but I'm not too into crypto. But I am definitely an NFT skeptic, as has been shown off on this very podcast. But something about this kind of didn't rub me the wrong way. And I was kind of curious to get Jamie's thought on it. And it was like, you know, I, I kind of, not that I'm interested too much in the NFTs, but more like, I wonder if I should just get this founder's pass because I just want to be there in the, in the, on the ground floor, right? Which makes me sound like an NFT sh- shill already, I know. <laughs> it's sometimes you know? nice to get on the ground floor, like even if you're not into the thing itself. Like it's just nice to be one of those first people. Right? You know what the thing is, Jonesy? And it's what we said before, right? Like how are NFTs potentially, in, in, in previous implementations in gaming, any different to CSGO gun skins and knives, right? Like that, yeah. it, it's, it's the same kind of idea. But I think what I got with this was kind of like, if they can manage to make it like purely unique, like one of one. Oh, but that, you, you do have that right of NFTs, but in these instances, because these are just like money grabs, they're not. <laughs> they're one <laughs> of 10,000 because they know they can... Then yeah. then they can say, hey, they're worth something because it's an NFT. Like, yeah. man, NFTs are dead. I'm going to say it. I, yeah. I, I hope so. Although I did read an article saying that the board, a yacht club or whatever it's fucking called, they're making a game. Like, it, the worst thing about that. Every crypto it, it, and it, NFT is making a game. I know, but it's yeah. going like full circle of it. I, I'm expecting like the fucking board ape fucking movie by... Uh, DreamWorks, we, you know, fucking hell. I thought but- it was a joke when I saw the um, the ape thing on, uh, was it the Paris Hilton on Jimmy Kimmel? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And then they hold up the pictures of the that apes. That was the on, saddest like- fucking thing. That's because they probably realized what a shit thing it was and they wanted to sell them off and they're like, generate hype about it. Because that's what that's all it's kind of going through, right? Well, but- some, Id- some idiot apparently sold a picture of a rock for a, for a penny but it was worth a million dollars, but they did it wrong. And that story was, around, was out today. And they did it by that. accident. They put that. the decimal point in the wrong place or something. Yeah, and they, because obviously with NFTs, because it's backed on, because it's on crypto, there's nothing they could do about it once they'd sold it. They yeah, sold it's, it. it's gone, it's gone. So yeah. like, idiot. That's funny. But the, the, so the reason I wanted to bring this up and, and get pick your guys' thoughts on this, right? Like, technically, remove the term NFT, okay? And consider that what you are getting for your $50 is still like an early access kind of thing with skins. Like, is it really much different than to say like Apex saying like, hey, buy the fucking Valkyrie, or what's the new one, a Mad Maggie edition of Apex season pass and it gets you all these skins and blah, blah, blah. Like, if you divorce the term NFT from it, like, I, I think I might be okay with this. But obviously um, the, the, the difference is the, the predatory nature of all of this, right? Like when you like we know that when you make a free-to-play game, it obviously that changes your terms of design and your ideas of progression, etc. And you know, it yet to be seen what's gonna happen with this kind of thing. But I was just kind of like curious on what you guys kind of thought of all this. I, I guess one thing that springs to mind there, especially with the comparison you were making, is that you're right. Like they could have removed the NFT angle from this altogether and just said that the ten thousand people who got in, 
you know, through that raffle system, were given some kind of completely unique digital avatar just as a part of the reward so that yeah. they could look at and be like, oh, that's me. That's my fictional character within Dr. Disrespect's Midnight Society universe. Yeah, it's a one of one, you know, you could have just right. played like that. And that's cool. Uh, but you, but the issue that I think is almost uh, crystallized and has a spotlight put on it when you make something like an Apex Legends comparison, because Apex Legends is, uh, and even was prior to release, which I know it's a weird example because it was basically announced and released almost in the exact oh, same like, time frame. Yeah, it was like two days, um, right? But it was it was a it was a new first person shooter from Respawn. It was set within a known universe that was adjacent to the Titanfall universe, and there was pedigree there. This is a content <laughs> creator saying, "I promise I'm going to make a game. Can ten thousand people give me fifty dollars, please?" Yeah, like, yeah. and and that studio was announced what like three <clears throat> four months ago with five employees. And yeah. they and they, they they want they're all of a sudden they're trying to generate hundreds of thousands of dollars and one of the things they're selling is an NFT. It's not a great look. And then further to that, as a consumer looking into this, I'm like, okay, what do I get out of this if I don't get involved and just look at it? Well, yeah. now I've got a group of ten thousand random people who all think that they have a right to inform on the development of a game and to help make choices in the game. And look. I don't think there's been a broad enough experiment into whether or not um, <laughs> crowdsourcing game development ideas and decisions uh, works in the long run. But video games are complicated things to make. They're complicated things to uh, keep uh, running smoothly and to keep relevant and to keep in the zeitgeist. I don't know if having 10,000 additional Joe Blogs giving their feedback <laughs> to Dr. Disrespect and his fledgling studio's first ever project helps development necessarily. Yeah, I mean, literally, we, we we I don't think it's on the docket to be discussed, but there were loads and loads of reports this week about how the Xbox Studio, the initiative that was uh, put in charge of the Perfect Dark reboot, is basically falling apart. Yeah, and fifty you percent know, of their workforce has left in the last twelve months. Whether you can hire, you can have massive amounts of industry legends. <laughs> Gaming, making video games is incredibly fucking hard. And the idea that I, I, I think Doctor Disrespect has done some funny things in the past, but the idea that he's out there asking for money at this stage and just saying, "Hey, look, I've played a lot of first-person shoots in my time, so I know how to make one." <laughs> Bro, like we all, we could all say that. we've all got our game ideas, right? Yeah. So that's that's my that's my perhaps. No, I'm not going to call it cynical, but that's my negative take. If you wanted that side of the argument, yeah, sure, um, that's that's fair. Yeah, like can I, 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 can I, I be more I, cynical. Hold on a second, because <laughs> I, I, I hope with my explanation as to what I was thinking of, because I know you were like when I messaged you, Jamie, you were like, you didn't say it in as many words, but I could I could feel the permutation oozing between your text. You fucking dill hole. No, genuinely, I didn't have a you fucking do a whole moment. Because one thing I did say to you, and I do agree with it, is that there is still something kind of engaging and cool and exciting about the prospect of getting in on the ground floor of something that could be really cool, yeah. or helping support or be a part of the growth and the the you know the the journey of a product that you come to like in the future or whatever the case may be. I totally get that that desire and that's what they hope i guess in theory that they're feeding off and trying to to sell something like this it's just it's not for me on this occasion um yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's a no from you dog 
It's a moment for me. Right. Like, yeah, this is a this is a dragon's den slash shark tank. I'm out moment. But best of luck. Yeah. See, what, what about you, Jody? I don't, I don't mind if you want to get in on the ground floor. I think that's fine. Um, did you say it's 50, 50 quid? Did you say it was fifty dollars? Yeah, fifty dollars. Mm. So like, it's fifty dollars that you can get yourself a unique um, uh, ID, whatever, and it's an NFT as well. Like, I don't think that's necessarily a bad package if you are a fan of the dock. If you want to get on on the ground floor, all of that yeah. stuff. The thing that rubs me up the wrong way with the, what when people do this sort of thing is more that when you attach an NFT to being one of those founders, you know that a lot of those people have no interest in being a founder. They just jumping on the NFT train and they're like, yeah. that's going to double in value over the, in the, um, you know, in the short term. So I can just pick it up for 50 quid and I'll sell it for a hundred a month yeah. later. Well, this, um, this, this, sorry, Josie, this is what I was thinking. Let's get your take on this, right? I reckon it's like Jamie said, like they could have just said, not call it NFT and just say like a unique, you know, one of one avatar. But it does almost feel like saying by calling it NFT and kind of like drilling down on that kind of thing, even though like he backtracked a bit and said like, oh, obviously, because you wouldn't ever design a game like this. He's like, you don't need an NFT to play the game, right? He's yeah. just like, it's just this thing, right? Um, but by specifically using those kinds of words, I, I think he's trying to attract those speculative NFT people. Yeah, I, I think you're right. And then you've got to wonder how many <clears throat> has he kept back to himself? Because you uh, would. Two. Like he, a couple well, of hundred. That he's, that he's mentioned two. You bullshit. A couple of hundred. So that if it does go, <laughs> if it does pop, and suddenly they're 10 times the value, A, he's going to make loads of money off the back of like holding on to something or giving them to friends or something like that. And B, it's like, you know, you make a bit more money than the 500 grand that you'd make just on the project on its own. Yeah, like I, yeah. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't really like the attachment of the NFTs. To it. I don't think you need to do it. I kind of prefer your idea about the digital, you know, asset that you get with it for being a founder as yeah. opposed to like an NFT. Okay. Yeah. Can I give you my ultimate take on this? Yeah. It, th- this, this is maybe the, the best thing to happen. All right. <laughs> okay. How so? Because it's, it's going to, because it, it can only go what, either one of two ways. Completely, absolutely fucking blow, blow up in Dr. Disrespect's face and the, <laughs> the fucking meltdowns and the drama. Like, it's going to be a juicy time on the internet. Or, yes, it's, it's going to be some exciting paradigm shift with a, a, you know, a potentially great game and a, a, course correction for a lot of these kinds of things and i think like either way that's that's exciting to me and all you know as long as as long as no one gets taken advantage of but then again i we think do, a- we do know with nfts like everyone gets taken advantage of don't you think that there's kind of a third path which is almost like i think that he's maybe hedging on which is it's only ten thousand people um if it's a, if it flops then rather than it be an abject failure, he can just kind of ignore it because it's only 10,000 fans that it will affect or 10,000 people that true, it will affect. True, true. So he could, two years down the line, someone brings up, do you remember Project Moon? And he's like, oh, that was a tiny little project that no, nothing happened <laughs> with it. And it was just- Yeah, yeah. it's possible. Like, the, you know, do people still talk about his adultery or- Or, uh, or Shungite. 
<laughs> Do you guys see the Shungite thing? No, no. what was Shungite? It's when someone, obviously not on stream or through Twitch or YouTube, whatever it was, someone in his yeah. private life introduced him to Shungite, and it was sold to him as a type of rock that you would place around the home at various points, and it would <laughs> block out like 5G and stuff like that. And he bought a load of Shungite and placed it around his house, and he talked about it openly on stream. That's so, amazing. I'm, I'm not going to suggest necessarily that you tie that into your thoughts on Dr. Disrespect <laughs> also launching a range of NFTs. But like, this is a weird, like, this is a dude who bought rocks to make sure his brain wasn't fried by 5G, and now he's shilling NFTs. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Let's see. I think my fair. real third path through all of this is actually just we get to see funny tweets that people make along the way. And yeah, the, the, yeah. the way I found out about this all was um, uh, Rami Ishmael, uh, formerly of Vlambeer, yeah, tweeted. I'm sorry, but the 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 urinal cameraman is developing an NFT video game where you buy quote meta economy voting rights for ongoing <clears throat> development, and I just need to check if I'm still in the real timeline. And then um, Chet Falacek, um yeah, replied. Right. Uh, Former writer of uh, Valve, right? Yes, he replied, and and I can 100 percent relate to this as I'm sure we all can. Which is just saying, curse my life that I understand this tweet. <laughs> um, hey, and listen, yeah. the, the sooner you guys realize and come to terms with the fact that we're living in a simulation, this is just, uh, it, it, it's it's the next patch. We, we've had a patch, okay? <laughs> the new shit has entered the fucking, the the simulation. We just got to roll with it, baby. Um, I'm did, with you. Uh, 100% simulation. Oh, yep. 100%. You, you got to be, right? Like, the shit's happening that, like, you could never in your wildest dreams fucking imagine. Well, but last like, time I spoke to you boys, there wasn't the threat of World War Three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I actually, I actually joked with Chris um, when we when we saw each other a couple of weeks ago that our you know little funny joke about you being in Ukraine um, <laughs> went from being something you could joke about to something you shouldn't joke about literally right, yeah. overnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like speaking of NFTs and and like NFT scams in particular, did you hear of Lana Rhodes? Oh, I've, I've heard, heard on the roads, baby. Oh, you, yeah. You, you, you scumbags, both of you. She did this, like, NFT show thing, right, where, like, I don't know how many people, how many thousands or, like, close to millions of people kind of signed up for this. And she made, I think, like, a million and a half or some shit like that. Anyway, that <clears> NFT <throat> collapsed and there was a rug pull and just that NFT doesn't exist anymore. And because she was obviously a porn star with thirsty teenagers kind of gunning for anything to do with NFTs and porn stars, they they bought into it. And they bought into it hard and they got fucking burned. Yeah. I think the singularity will occur when OnlyFans and NFTs come together. Only, <laughs> that will be, uh, that will own, be the singularities. Uh, on NFTs. Oh, come together. I get it. Come oh, together. Uh, come ask together. me how long Swilling coming. Oh, all right. Okay. Um, that, that will be it. But, but yeah, like, there's been, what, what, what really fucking amazes me is there have been so many scams on NFTs with influencers, right? Like, I was watching a video from, what's the guy's name? Coffeezilla or whatever. He, does, he oh, loves yeah. kind of, like, exposing all these NFT scams. And he, he tracked a lot of, like, Logan Paul's, uh, sorry, it was Jake Paul. Jake Paul's NFT scams. And, like, quite blatant scams where, like, surely this should be legal, like, illegal. And like, it's because they're not that bright, Cotton. No, but 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 my my point is this: like, why aren't they in jail? They are actively pursuing fraudulent activities. 
It's like the Tinder swindler, Chris. All you have to do is hop between <laughs> European countries and they just can't catch you. Fair. And then you end up in Israel and you're untouchable. Catch me if you can. Yeah, big time, yeah. That's what it's like all in, about. Just pull a Frank Abagnale Jr. on, on it. Yeah. Ooh. But, ooh. but it, yeah, man. NFTs. Fucking. It's Who weird. needs them? Yeah. Just, just stop enticing me, okay? Influencers. I don't yeah. want it. Well, Lana wrote maybe. Let Lana DM me. We'll talk. I mean, we're willing to negotiate. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's better ones out there. But anyway, <laughs> well, you know, you you got to take it where you can get it. And one way that we can take it where we get it is from a comment of the week. <laughs> this one comes in from Lana. No, no. no. <laughs> uh, second uh, to Lana is Travella Cujo this week saying it's funny. Uh, I was quite far in Elden Ring, and my PlayStation progress was still at 0%. Obviously, off the back of me saying that I've been playing for however many hours, I think 20 hours at that point, and it still said 0%. I can confirm now it says 4%. So, Wow, you, making you, waves. Hell yeah. We're getting there. Uh, and then he goes on to say, Chris, Berserk is an amazing manga that Dark Souls is heavily based on. I did know that uh, Miyazaki-san was uh, very influenced by Berserk, and he loves that shit, and... Uh, yeah, I finished the second volume, fellas, and it's 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 good. It's a good it's a good manga if you want to get into it. Manga. Your transformation into full souls nerd guy is <laughs> somewhat disturbing. Like I'm just slowly watching it unfurl before me, week after week, podcast after podcast. I never thought now if I go back six months and told told you that you'd be reading a a, a <laughs> manga that would inspire Dark uh, Souls. No, yeah, I mean I like. Back in the day, I used to read like Dragon Ball and Naruto mangas. So yeah, I could I could believe it. Once a nerd, always a nerd. <sighs> Once a weeb, always a weeb, I guess. True. And you know what? Speaking about weebs, potentially it's going to be some of them in there. I'm going to list out <laughs> some Patreon names <laughs> uh, because if you didn't know, you could support all this shit talk <laughs> by heading on over to patreoncom show pledging your support helping us out, keeping the lights on, the cameras rolling, and, uh, you know, bringing back Alex Jones from the brink of destruction. Just about. <laughs> still, might know, be, still might get destroyed. You know what I love about, about this whole scene, Jonesy? It's just, this, A, the state of you, but B, <laughs> the state of your background, like half falling down, uh, your, your, you know, that your cool black background that you've got is like half draped down. It, it, it's like reflective of your state of mind, I feel. Do you know what it is? Is that I usually have another rail that I put it across. And so it goes across behind me. Yeah. And it's not a lot of space. This is a radiator, right? As you can see. Yeah. Um, and I just couldn't be asked to get the other rail because I don't know where it is. And I was like, I have to walk up the stairs and then come down the stairs. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That's right. Fucking, and I did stairs. look, yeah. I've, and I've been wearing this hoodie all day. And I just thought, hey, I can put 5% effort and turn up or I can put 0% effort and not turn up. I was like, let's go for 5%. Let's go for like 5%, a, always 5%. And you know, it's like I'm improvement. Sure, yeah, I'm sure all the listeners are really glad that you joined in. Um, I, I did get some DMs asking if you were all right and I had to kind of like, you know, don't worry. He's around in my basement. <laughs> Just I'll about. Let him out, I'll let him out He might soon. survive. Yeah, exactly. No one fucking DMs me. Well, yeah, well, <clears> I mean... Yeah, they probably do, Jamie. But do you check? Nobody loves me. I do check every month or so. <laughs> you know what I love is you fucking opened the floodgates now, my friend. Everybody <laughs> yeah. DM Jamie anything you want, okay? Dick pics, 
uh, tips, well, picks, I, well, what, uh, friend requests, um, you know, uh, enlarge your penis things, you know, just go for it. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm, I, I was going to argue against it, but no. Let, let's, this is a social experiment, week one. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Get I'm going to send. I'm going to send him a dick pic. Nice. I've already seen your penis multiple times. Not what you slept. I mean. Ah. Oh. Ah. I'm trying to think. What's the other? What's your other? What other penises do you have? <laughs> that's a, that's a serious out. question. <laughs> You'll find out. I'm trying to imagine. Like, does Joji have another penis just growing somewhere else in his body, like a do lower back he, penis? Do you think he's like Nick Valentine, where he's part like android, and he can he can like swap out penis parts? Exactly. He's also a detective, so he's got a lot, a lot of similarities. Man, I see. Um, <laughs> right, but back to the Patreon, fellas. Uh, you know, we've got loads of stuff on there. We've got some uh, Patreon-exclusive podcasts. We've got some behind-the-scenes. We've got some spoiler casts. Uh, we've also got uh, a few From the Vault videos, from the Vault of ATG. So head on over, check it out. For as little as $2 a month, you can join our discord server and uh, a bunch of people that have joined are on screen right now with special shout outs going to aaron cameron athletic gravy brimstone cole k helium joker i snort rock salt probably uh, suggest against doing that personally but you know I, i've been burned once okay jesper camdell nielsen leo Merger, mindful pig mr anthropic nathan Piers. Neil, the food dude who doesn't deliver, Daniel, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starfall Kid. And of course, Yo Clancy, how about I deliver these nuts to your chin, you filthy geld? Do you think that means that he's teabagging him or... I, I, I forget oh, what yeah. the term was where you take the sausage and you put it on their forehead. Hang on, but the tea, it, oh. in teabagging, do your balls go in the mouth? Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. So not on because if the balls are on the chin, then the cock's in the mouth. Ah. Uh, so that's like carroting. I'm just carroting. I, I love it. Yeah, you don't really dunk carrots, but in theory, it's a bit of carroting going on. Um, it can go in there for sure. Uh, and then, fellas, you know the big boys. Be remiss if we can't co- give a special shout out to these dudes: Brett Z, Doppler, Geometric Potter, Hacksaw Book Reed, Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and the Uncaged. Thank you, one and all. And uh, if you are not supporting us on Patreon, but you are listening on a podcast platform of your choice or on YouTube, then thank you. Thank you. Every little bit helps. We really do appreciate it. And uh, we're going to keep doing what we're doing as long as we can, you know, until mm. until Jonesy dies of COVID, Jamie dies of diabetes, and I just die. So uh, All in due course. It's going to happen. I, I- I guess an- another note, by the way, just while it's on my mind, and we're just before we move too far away from any talk about testicles, mm. another little thought for Clancy is if you don't want to deliver these nuts to one's chin, I once learned that if you place your nuts on someone's eyes, like in theory, I guess there'd be a ball for each eye socket, then yeah. you were giving them a pair of Arabian goggles. Um, oh, so yes. Just a little little thought starter there, for, not just for Clancy, but for anyone else that wants to spice up their love life uh, by giving like, their partner a pair of Arabian goggles. There you go. And hey, I like I like the if, idea. Someone says to their partner, um, "Can I give you Arabian goggles?" And they're like, "Yeah, okay." And then they're like, "How long do we stay like this? Is it working for you? <laughs> <laughs> do you feel it? Yet? Do you feel anything?" Well, surely there's got to be surely there's got to be some kind of stroking along, and I I can say that what that could lead to is uh, an Alaskan gold mine. 
Okay. See, I might have to urban dictionary that one. Unless oh, you see, to... that's that that's where the the jizz goes in the ear cavity, and you let it oh. harden, and then when you okay. peel it out, it, there's little bits of earwax, which is like the gold oh. in the snow. <laughs> wow, that's something. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. But horrendous. I mean, every everyone had that kind of moment where you were just kind of like trawling urban dictionary for this weird fucking. Oh yeah. Yeah, things I, right, like like I, rusty, uh, rusty trombone, and you know, dirty Sanchez, and all that shit. Yeah, uh, but I, a lot of things that I realized I didn't want to try, basically, and as as I was reading those descriptions. Yeah, I mean, there is that maxim, right? Like, don't knock it till you try it. But sometimes you just read some of these things, and you're like, I'm good. I don't, I don't need to yeah. try it. It's all right. I'll, I'll knock yeah. it. Thanks. Yeah, it turns out that saying does not apply to everything. Yeah. Like suicide, they say, how can you don't say don't knock it till you try it. You tried it and you're dead. Well, yep. maybe. But you can't knock it or approve it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, I tried, I failed, but it was great. Yeah. Uh, 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, but yeah, fucking hell. Jonesy, I'll tell you what, jumping straight in. I've missed you, buddy. Hello. All right. <laughs> and and I, know, I know that you were, you know, COVID is a lie. And actually, you had a rusty trombone gone wrong. But I'm glad that, that you've recovered yeah. from it, okay? Me too. Me too. Yeah. But in all that time that you were recovering from, you know, that bent dick and everything, uh, what have you been up to? And unfortunately, not very much. Um, <laughs> I think I did say in the Discord at one point, like, uh, sometimes when you're not very well and you can, you know, just like stay in bed and play games, it's amazing and you can really tuck away some titles. I did not feel well enough to play pretty much anything. Oh, um, I tried to play some Horizon. Uh, and I managed a bit. Um, re- like it, from what I have played, I've I've been really enjoying that. Um, it's just obviously more of the same from the first one, but um, looks great, plays well, very cool game. But I haven't managed to really get into it that much, <clears throat> unfortunately. But I have yeah. been doing some. I've been doing some TV watching. Um, that's, that's, that's easy, bit, right? Because that's cause it, easy. Because you're not really engaging your brain as much as you would playing a game. Exactly. You don't have to like, yeah, there's something about like playing a game, which was just, was too much uh, at the time. And I, I was sort of really struggling with, but I did manage to start watching Dead Pixels, which has been out, I think for a while, I think a couple of years now, um, which is a Netflix show about people that are obsessed um, with a um, like World of Warcraft style game, um, but who live together. It's a British show, which was, which is very funny. So I've been sort of delving into that a bit. Um, and then also, I watched the uh, the new Ryan Reynolds movie that came out the other day on Netflix, which is The Adam oh, Project. Here we go. Here we go. Ryan Reynolds' biggest fan over here. I lo- yeah. I, I bloody love Ryan Reynolds. Every year. He is, he is, he's Ryan Reynolds. And in a film, he's always Ryan Reynolds. And that's what I love about him. He's never True. a character. He's just always Ryan Reynolds. So anytime you see anything with him in, you know you're going to enjoy it. Um, what was quite was good about it, I like sci-fi, I like soft sci-fi anyway, and um, this was a soft sci-fi Netflix thing. They managed to get a little kid to play young Ryan Reynolds, who was kind of as, I would say, he, he was it was quite did quite a good job of playing that young Ryan Reynolds because you know he's not he doesn't have to play a young version of a character. He needs to play young Ryan Reynolds because Ryan yeah. Reynolds is going to be Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> and yeah, a, a and it works. Yeah, no, and it was it was good. It's a fun film. It's only, it's only like a twelve or something. It's not yeah. like anything. It, it seemed um, kind of like Spielbergian. Is that a word? Is that a term? Soft Spielbergian. Yeah, I, get, I think I would say it's in some. There's almost some kind of. I know what you mean, but it's 
it's it's too kind of maybe Hollywood for Spielberg to to you know to say it that much. It's more of yeah. like an action sci-fi um like quips and jokes and sort of being a bit stupid right. so yeah um, so what, what what was the idea there it's like that uh ryan reynolds travels back in time to his previous to, to his younger self to yeah do something he, exactly he meets yeah he meets up with his younger self um because he needs to but he he kind of gets injured. He's traveling back in time. He can't use his ship, which is his time ship, because the ship knows he's injured and it won't let an injured pilot in a plane because, you know, safety protocols or whatever. So he has to get his younger self because he's got the same DNA to access the plane so he can fix the plane and use it, which obviously means, therefore, he has to meet his younger self. And there's a lot of, like, self-reflection and thinking about his... Hold, how hold on, will. hold on. The the plane won't let the pilot in the plane if the pilot is injured. Yes. That's the dumbest fucking shit I've ever heard. It's a bad premise, to be fair. <laughs> it's not good because it's then it's like it's DNA based and you're like, well, your DNA doesn't know you're injured. So the plane would, if it knows you're injured, the plane would still know you're that injured. Was a, just... that was, what was the game that had a vaguely similar thing to that where you were playing as a suit whose pilot, the, the person wearing the suit, was unconscious inside, and the suit had kicked in this flight or flight, fight or flight Don't response know. where it was like, I need to save the person wearing me. It would be like in Master Chief if John was like unconscious and the oh. suit had a life of its own. And then, spoiler alert, the big twist at the end was that the pilot had been dead the whole time and the suit's AI was malfunctioning and becoming oh. like autonomous in a way that it was never supposed to. That sounds sick, dude. What, what game yeah. is this? I know, I'll have to find out, but I swear there was a game that had like... That's easy. When, so when Jonesy said a, a ship that knew if the pilot, something was wrong with the pilot, like that was the first thing that popped into my head. Yeah. Oh, so the AI in the ship isn't as smart as that, but it's apparently it's just like it won't let him in. So he has to use his younger self to access the ship and then he can fix the ship because the ship was also broken. He but Jonesy, what is the point of keeping the pilot out of the ship? Because so the, the sh- it's almost like if imagine if it was a fighter plane. Yeah. In the in the RAF or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then and you tried to walk up to the plane and it was like, no, you're injured, you can't get in. Because I guess it's dangerous to have an injured pilot flying a plane, I suppose. But it's weird, the man. The plane don't itself re- would probably have some kind of armor or shields. And if the pilot is injured, maybe he's under gunfire and at the safest place would be inside the <laughs> cockpit of the fucking plane. You're scratching shields? away at the plot holes of this very well thought out. Uh, no, there's a whole load. It's, it's, you know, it's a typical kind of film with shitloads of stupid plot holes like that. Yeah, it's also because sure. it's got time travel in it. They also have to do the thing these days oh, that everyone the has to do, thing, yeah. which is they have to mention the fact that it's not a paradox because some silly reason. Um, but no, I, I'd but love it if there was a film where it's just like, yeah, yeah, there's a fucking paradox, you idiot, but it's a movie, so just go with it. <laughs> isn't that there there's a little be. bit of that in Looper, isn't there? Where in, in a way, they're, they're yeah. sat at the restaurant and yeah. Bruce Willis is like, look, if we try and get this all figured out, we'll be here all day. Let's get on with the movie. <laughs> but that's yeah, it. Fucking worked in Looper, I thought, but. <laughs> It, it I know, I know some people came 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 up against that quite hard, to be fair. But again, that's another film where it's like older self meeting younger self. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but they, don't read into it too much. If you, it's on Netflix, if you're if you've already got Netflix, just watch it. Maybe a, a popcorn <laughs> film. If exactly. ever there was one, I will film. I will say that I I think I've been on record before for being a bit of a Ryan Reynolds, not necessarily a naysayer, but someone that got a little bit bored of the shtick through the. 
Yeah, especially through the Deadpool and Detective Pikachu kind of right. uh, run of things. Not because I just exactly what you were saying, Joji, about how he's Ryan Reynolds every time. That you know, I got a little bit bored of it eventually. But one thing I will say is that between this and was it Free Guy, the film? Oh that yeah, came Free Guy. Yeah, I love Free Guy. I think I want to say surprise, they're both surprise. the same partnership in terms of Ryan Reynolds working with the same director and. I think it's cool that that's two years in a row now where we've had big $100 million plus budget original ideas being turned into these, you know, films that are now less of a financial risk because of the star power of someone like a Ryan Reynolds mm, or because right. of the backing of someone like a Netflix. It's, I, I don't know, it's cool that more stuff like that can happen. And if it takes us taking people like Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds or The Rock or whoever the case may be and making them bigger than the movie or the reason the movie exists. That's like a small price to pay for original ideas that actually end up being pretty solid movies that don't yeah. have to be tied to uh, you know, a, an ongoing franchise or be based on some novel that has 50 million sequels that can be <laughs> yeah. adapted and so on and so forth. Ooh, it's although, just like, no, it's, it's the movie. Jamie, literally what you just said... Yeah. Because there's going to be sequels to something or other. No, no, no. That like that there is a film that is uh, going to come out very soon. That is essentially that, and is, okay. is currently tracking a hundred percent with critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Go on. What film's that? I'm going to get the fucking name wrong because I always get it wrong. But the, oh, I know, I, I know what, it, I know what it is. The massive weight of uh, uh, the the unbearable weight of massive talent or whatever it fucking yeah, is. Yeah, the Nicolas Cage thing. Oh. Yeah, the Nick Cage thing where he takes the piss out of himself being Nick Cage. Yeah, but that like that sort of film. I don't like Rotten Tomatoes for one, just because it's it's just like a, oh, it's got hundred percent positive reviews. It doesn't mean it's a hundred percent film. It just means it's it could be a sixty-one or a fifty-one or something. Right? Oh, I, of course, dude. I mean, but, especially because no no user score is available yet because the film's not out for like a couple of months but it also just yeah. looks like a jcvd like it's it, and anything, jcvd was fucking amazing it, it, <laughs> no but it was good i like jcvd but it was like you know it was it was fine but it wasn't like some amazing film it's but it, it does add an air of interest because it's self-referential and it's someone like nick yeah. cage is the best person to make that movie um so I, i'm i would love to see that film and i'm sure i'll enjoy it but if you said to me Oh, hundred percent! I'm like, oh, piss off! It's probably like a <laughs> yeah. Seven. I do not know what you mean. Rotten Tomatoes is a is a weird one, a weird way to get uh, to gauge something like yeah. that. Yeah, but I'm still looking forward to. It. I Jonesy, I can guess the answer for you, but Chris, just to double check, no mm. one's done Batman yet, right? No, I'm no. I'm waiting for my period in between jobs to gotcha catch up on a lot of the stuff that I haven't been able to. I I, I will say this, like since the the easing up, although if you're Alex Jones, not the easing up of COVID. Um, like, I don't know. I, I know like the government's kind of saying like everything's kind of returned to normal. And, you know, even though cases are up at the moment, I it still doesn't feel like shit's returned to normal to me. Even, not even that I'm like actively avoiding things or anything like that. It's just kind of like, it just kind of seems like there's been a bit of a paradigm shift in, in, in my outlook, I guess. And yeah. going to I know me is yeah. yeah, it's not like it used to be, fellas. Like that's the I don't think that's totally understandable. Yeah. I think I love see, I love going to the movies. I like sitting oh, in the theater yeah, watching it. But I think nowadays I would seek out I used to do it anyway, but I would more seek out like the the empty showing, the late night one, the end of the run when there's barely anybody there. I'd much rather do that than yeah. sit shoulder to shoulder with a bunch of people. Yeah, right. And and when yeah. you I, I I'm I'm pretty much the same way, right? And when you've got to be that selective. Um, 
with a three-year-old where your time is not necessarily your own and you know your scheduling is just kind of fucking all over the place it it doesn't allow for that kind of thing more often true, than not but yeah anyway yeah i i, I haven't jb but i'm gonna do it you haven't right yeah i have not either no okay. um but i hope too soon because um, nice. uh, again like uh i know that it, it felt like for me at least i don't know if it just wasn't because i wasn't that interested in stuff that but apart from things like spider-man and the matrix these sort of you know, critically acclaimed award season side of the release calendar over the last handful of months hasn't really grabbed me. No, but we are either. now kind of getting potentially back into that summer swing of like, oh, I'm, I don't know for sure if I'm going to go and see it, but Sonic 2 is out in a few weeks and I've got yeah. my eye on a few bits and pieces like that. I'm like, do you know what? That could be fun. Yeah. My, my kids are like, literally, they're like, we need to watch Sonic 1 again today because Sonic 2 is coming out in like <laughs> three, two, three weeks. And they're like, so we need to watch Sonic 1 again. I'm like, you've already watched it 15 times this year already. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, but we want to watch it again. They're obsessed. Nice. That's, that's cool though, man. Like, it, yeah, is, I, it is. I like hearing that. It is. They know they absolutely love it. But um, yeah, they're so hyped about Sonic 2. So, James, I, you... Can't, Jamie. Sorry, I was just saying, it would be a beautiful twist in the tale if like... Not just Jonesy's kids, but you know, people around the world that really continue to take to Sonic the Hedgehog. And if the Mario film flops and neither of Jonesy's <laughs> kids want anything to do with Chris Pratt's Mario, they're like, no, dad, turn it off. Well, you know what the you know what the problem is? Like, in all honesty, I think the bar was set really low. A bar of expectation, let's say, was set really low with the Sonic film. Mm. Especially after that right. initial trailer with that initial CGI Design. monstrosity. Yeah. And and I think like the only way to go from the gutters up, right? Whereas I think Mario is coming at it from a a different slant of you know king of the fucking platform mountain, and when, when you're at the top, you've got a lot further to fall. So mm. it, it, it's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah, I I I'm I think the Mario film's got is going to be much much harder for it to be successful than the the Sonic film. I think the story was inspired. Like to basically make a film that has nothing to do with Sonic and then to attach, like basically reskin a kind of like a kid's sci-fi adventure almost with the Sonic ideas was inspired. And I, was, I think it's going to be harder with Sonic 2 because you've got to bring the other characters and you've got Knuckles in there, you've got um, Tails and everything. But the Mario film, I think, is a much harder prospect because you've already, you've got such a fruitful world that is so current and everyone talk, like, talks about Sonic still, to the, sorry, Mario still to this day. I think yeah. it's much harder prospect to sell that to people like more generally. Um, I'm I'm interested to see what they manage to do with it, but you know, if if the last Mario movie was anything to go by, <laughs> I remember I, I uh, a bunch of us went to go watch that in the cinema for my birthday. I must have been like fucking I don't know seven years old or whatever. <laughs> but I remember yeah. I remember it vividly, and I remember fucking loving the film at that age. Don't remember what yeah. the film was about, but there you go. Yeah, I mean, you guys kind of grew up in that era where, yeah, things like even Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, they'd have been coming out while you guys were perhaps at oh. age. You could have been like, "Oh fuck yeah, yeah, exactly." And I yeah. watched that, and I saw both of them in the cinema, and they were yeah, both fucking too. cool back in the day. Yeah. Ah, anyway, uh, but yeah, J- Jonesy, just one last thing to wrap up with you. When do you think that you're going to be able to get into like a good gaming routine? honestly i don't know like uh it's it's a weird one for me like uh you know i I try like i said i've tried to play a few games and it's just it's i find it really difficult to do it it knackers me out 
it makes me feel weird. Like I die. It's just like the, I'll say, I don't know if other people have had this, but if you're not well and it was making me feel like the intensity of gaming was making me feel worse. And it, I was playing literally for like maybe 15, 20 minutes and it was just making me feel like crap. And I was like, okay, I'm not enjoying this. I can't. So I'm just going to stop. Um, I've managed to, I've managed to put away like 15, 20 minute sessions of um, uh, Horizon where I've just been going around the open world. Um, nice. Here and squirrel, there, squirrel gaming. Good. Yeah. Squirrel gaming. But I don't, I've got no idea when I'll be ready for a longer kind of sit down and, and crank it out. Because before this, I was actually really enjoying, I was playing Horizon and I was playing Dying Light 2. Um, oh, and enjoyed shit, yeah. both of those games. So um, I mean, I know there's no way that I can play Dying Light. I think Dying Light 2 would kill me at the moment. <laughs> like jumping yeah. by some Or the popper, yeah. Yeah. Would, oh, would man. So, speaking of something like that, just uh, slight digression. I remember being in my final year at high school. We went to Cape Town for tour and we went to go watch the first Spider-Man movie um, in the cinema. I, I had, was having going through some like serious like stomach and nausea issues at the time. And I remember just like being sat in that in that theater watching Spider-Man swing from like building to building and just feeling like fucking like I was gonna throw up. <laughs> yeah, I can Christ. imagine. It's rough. <laughs> so yeah, I get I fully get the intensity thing. But speaking of Horizon Forbidden West and Dying Light 2. <laughs> While you might not have been able to play a lot of it, uh, AJ, I think uh, JM, you you potentially have a little bit more to say about these. Yeah, uh, yeah. Not that I want to, you know, rub any salt in the wounds of Mr. Alex Jones, <laughs> but I have been able to play uh, a little bit of uh, of both of those titles and a few other bits and pieces here and there. So I'll try and keep them things trim. Um, Horizon Forbidden West, I finished it. Um, nice. And I, I didn't talk about it last week when I was about three quarters of the way through. I mainly just wanted to bring it up again because it feels like whether it's Elden Ring's fault or not, I don't want to you know, throw any shade, <laughs> but it felt like the, the conversation around that game dried up quite quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong, Elden, Horizon isn't a game that needed to be talked about or be in the zeitgeist for weeks because it's... It is what it is. You know, most people could take yeah. a few glances at it and be like, oh, it's another Horizon game. And they're right. Um, but I, I just wanted to give it a shout out because I actually think that now I can reflect on the experience as a whole. There are some elements of it that are really, really well done. And that fundamentally, it inspired the fact that the um, its time in the sun didn't last that long, much as was the case with the, the its predecessor, thanks to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It is still a phenomenal game, uh, top to bottom. Um, and... It's got some shortcomings um, mechanically. It's got some shortcomings from a narrative perspective. But I think technically speaking, it's genuinely astounding. And at times, I think I genuinely felt like I was playing or at the very least looking at the most impressive game for for a number of different factors that I'd seen running on a home console, maybe ever, um, which is no small feat. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I also ended up, as is the case with you know, almost any game that you want to end up putting 30 to 40 hours into, I ended up liking a lot of the characters. Some of the supplemental characters ended up uh, being far more well-rounded and interesting than I thought they might be. There's a bit of a... Uh, it's got it's got a few sort of Mass Effect-like ambitions where you right. set up a, a, sort of a base of operations quite early on, and it's got this feeling of like, oh... NPCs are going to hang around here, and if you want to go and talk to them between every main quest and ah. see what's going on in their lives, you can. Get their you thoughts can't fuck on what's going on. Oh, you can't fuck. Well, then, no, it's, then it's, not, so, hey, it's not a game will, worth playing, then. I will say some people do fuck, but you don't get to fuck. 
Aloy, uh, Aloy, Aloy, as it happens, for the record, Aloy doesn't fuck. She's like the least sexualized character I've ever met in my life. She spends, like, if you told me that Aloy was on her period for the entirety of Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West, I'd believe you. She's just, she's just not in the mood for any bullshit. Yeah, she's not into um, she. Wow. Yeah. Um, and there are some pretty thirsty characters around her as well, so. Oh, yeah. Like I said, people fuck in that game. Uh, nice. Just not Aloy. Nice. Do you, and then, do you, yeah, do you, I, do you see the, the, the boning? You don't see the fucking, but a lot of people sort of refer to the. There's one, two people that get fucking quite early on, and everyone always jokes about the fact that they're fucking. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there's some fucking. Nice. Um, I, and yeah, so like uh, yeah. I, I've been listening to th- some things on Horizon Forbidden West. Obviously, oh. especially for Jonesy's benefit, I don't want to get too into it. But from what I can gather, <laughs> the story goes places. The story goes places, yeah. <laughs> I think I spoke a couple of weeks ago about that really interesting balancing act that uh, Horizon takes part in between the tribalistic, but uh, someone argue almost Game of Thrones inspired sort of uh, infighting between these different groups that occupy the titular Forbidden West, yeah, and the hard sci-fi bullshit that is just <laughs> you know doused all over it. Um, and do you know what? By the end of the game, and again, this could be Stockholm Syndrome, but by the end of the game, I felt like a lot of those components did come together in a sufficiently intriguing way, and they did complement each other in a way where, like, okay, you did wrap up some loose ends. You made good on characters that I thought you'd basically written out for convenience sake. Hmm. They do struggle to juggle it all at times, but um, I liked it. Uh, The the hard sci-fi stuff, some of it is a little bit... It it, it, go, it goes maybe one or two steps beyond what I was comfortable with. I think one of the cool things about Zero Dawn uh, all those years ago was the fact that the hard sci-fi stuff did come as an interesting twist, and it was all quite well-judged and felt befitting of that world. Forbidden West, it doesn't quite jump the shark, but it really pushes the limits of what you're willing to believe has happened in this, you know, theoretically, a future version of the world that we inhabit now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. What I found more interesting was that uh, the was the the aforementioned tribal stuff, where I think in the early stages of that game, the politics and the infighting between those groups is a little bit trite and a little bit boring. You're dealing largely with groups and tribes that were established in the first game, like yeah. the Kaja and the Osiram and the Nora. I actually think what happens later on is you meet these different tribes, uh, like the Tanakh, who occupy the Forbidden West and. The Utaru, who uh, they all have very different outlooks, and you get this basically what is gorillas' take on the way religions and groups and you know different uh, groups of beliefs formed amongst us, right? Which is that yeah, like yeah. Th- certain things happened, certain things didn't happen. There were certain things that didn't happen that people believe did. There are certain things that you know did happen that people believe didn't. Um, people pick and choose parts of what they're going to believe in. People choose people to make significant or not significant. People take stories and choose whether or not to make them significant. There might be people within certain groups that hold back certain information and make sure that the people who follow that group or that those system of beliefs don't know about some elements of it. Because it, And so you get this stuff where you take all the hard sci-fi stuff from Zero Dawn, like Gaia and an AI that can, like, revive the world and replenish the world and robot machine animals and stuff like that. And now you're introducing tribes that have like effectively founded religions based off this shit. 
all the while Aloy is this no-all smartass who just has <laughs> to kind of like smile and nod as these people like think that a robot cow is a god. But it's kind of interesting. <laughs> like there's one group that their their base of operations is effectively a museum. There's a, a lot of stuff where we would identify it as a museum, but they don't call it a museum because it's there's, what's a museum? Yeah, and yeah. there are these broken holograms that essentially make up the backstory of their religion. And these holograms are about a group of uh, pilots that fought in the original war between the humans and the machines. And they were like, they're like, you know, Unit 10 or whatever. And so that unit and the bits of scra- and some scraps of information that this tribe can pick up become the backbone of their belief system. And they say to each other, fly on the wings of the 10. That's their like, hey, good luck out there. Like, go live long and prosper. That's interesting. But it's like, it's based on holograms that were from an old type, a, a museum from our time. Yeah. So that's kind of and like, there's, a, there's, there's a real world counterpart to that. Have you guys ever heard of um, cargo cults? Yes, I was thinking the same thing as James yeah. There you saying. go. Yeah. yeah, really interesting. But the, the, while that's going on and you're kind of dissecting the story, obviously, is there not a point where you're just like, I, I, I just want a game where I killed that robot dinosaurs and you kind of... It, but it's always that. It's, the, it's that the whole time. <laughs> From a gameplay side, you're never not killing robot dinosaurs. No, but what I'm saying is like, it's almost like, why are you bothering going down this route? Or, or, or maybe, like, I don't know, maybe I'm putting too well, that's, much that's, that's the thing you need in order to have robot dinosaurs, though, right? Because you need some insane reason as to why they're as robot to why dinosaurs they exist. Yeah. in a mad and, and, and also from a more cynical point of view, like, Aloy at various points needs the help of these people to yeah. get certain items or information or whatever the case may be, and buying into their system and learning what they do and don't believe in and how they've interpreted what has been left behind that's how you kind of like you you blend in with these groups and learn to befriend these people and like i said it's got this mass effect style thing of aloy building up a posse of allies as she uh, works a, towards oh, oh a posse okay yeah a posse yeah a big po- a, a big, big posse posse yeah. of allies yeah. uh, as she works towards as i said uh, some pretty bizarre stuff that goes on down in the conclusion I'd love, I'd love to spoil it. I'd love to spoil it. But Spoiler don't cast, do it. baby. Jonesy, I'm not going to do it. You, you got to like. I mean, by all means, t- take as much time as you need. But when you, when you uh, roll credits on Horizon Forbidden West, uh, I think, I think you guys need to have a spoiler cast for the patrons. I'd be. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd and, and I would love to participate because uh, that story sounds fucking nuts to me. <laughs> Yeah. I played the first game and I'm still not exactly sure about what happened. <laughs> like there are things that in um, Forbidden West at the beginning when it like they it's referential about um, Horizon and it sort of talks about oh because this happened and that happened and you get to walk around like the final battle scene and stuff. And I was like, did that happen? Did it? What? <laughs> oh yeah, I remember yeah. that. And I was like, hold on, was that part of the the um, DLC? I didn't play the DLC. Did I miss out on that? And like, I don't think I did. Okay, <laughs> and it was yeah. Weird. Nice. So I will say uh, the the DLC is not important. They mention it, but it's not important. Yeah. Uh, but Jonesy, right. like, how how far in the game are you? you oh, not far at all. Like I've I've basically I've just gotten to the west. So I I made it to the there's like a, a tribal meeting that you go to, which is like I can't remember the embassy. It, the embassy, uh, and it gets. Um, you get attacked by um, uh, the person who's obviously going to become the main bad person, which is this leader. Of, well, maybe Ooh. which is this woman who's the leader <laughs> of the other tribe. Regala. Um, Regala. Thank you. 
so I've done that bit and I've I've explored some of the very early stages of the West, but I'm barely anywhere. All right. Okay. You, you've, got a, you've got a long way ahead of you. Well, I've got a long I will, one thing I will say is that there will even... Even just in terms of cutscenes, like Jonesy will see stuff in the next six hours or so that, depending on how prepared he is, he will go, "Wait, what?" <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, there's that. Um, <laughs> Jamie, how how long was your runtime on that one? It was in the thirty to forty hour region. With I, I did that really stupid thing where I did a, a far more side content that I needed to, but then stopped sure, short yeah. of getting the platinum. I'm probably. I I guess I'm five hours off the platinum based on looking at the trophy because I've done. Are you, are you there, go for there was some at the moment no, just because I needed to move through the backlog, which mm. we'll talk about in a second. But uh, not on the cards at the moment. But I may well go back to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. It, yeah. Would it surprise you to know that I've played Elden Ring for about thirty hours? Wow. No, uh, I'm actually kind of Im- uh, uh, impressed. Like that's good for you. That's good. What, how, what did you right say? Four percent. Yeah, four percent, and I think it's only four <laughs> yeah. percent because I killed Margaret, and I think that just kind of bumped me to the four percent. But prior to that, it was just it's just tracking a zero, and I'm like, wow, okay. That name freaks me out every time because my grandma's name is Margaret, and it and people it sounds so similar when people say it, and all I've heard is people talking about killing Margaret, and I have to do a double take. <laughs> yeah. Margaret, Margaret, anyway, Margaret. Jamie, as quick as you can, I guess. Yeah, ra- a rapid fire. I'll say I-, I have touched Dying Light 2, by which I mean I've played it for about four or five hours. Um, total? Total, or just, or yeah. just this week? Oh, okay, total. Okay. Total. I mean, I started it this week, so... Um, okay. Uh, that, that game, it makes a, a solid first impression. It's a very narrative-heavy, borderline handhold, the opening handful of hours, um, which doesn't give you the best first impression of how the game at large might play out. But... The melee combats feel sufficiently meaty and in line with, with what I remember the first game feeling like. The parkour feels great. I think they've done a really good job both in terms of that mechanical side of things and also world design and making sure they are cohesive with one another to make sure it's a fluid experience. I had a side quest bug out on me, which was disappointing. I couldn't complete it and I got fed up and turned it off. But <laughs> I am still looking forward to spending more time with that game. And, and uh, well... I, yeah, and seeing what it's got to offer, I guess. Yeah, is that going to be your next, like... Because we've all got, like, multiple games on at the go where you have, like, Game Prime, and then... Yeah. You know, yeah. is that is that going to be your Prime That's Game, game Prime. Okay. That's game, that's Prime Game. That's, that's, put it this way, that's the reason that I'm not playing Elden Ring right now um, uh, in, in, in a roundabout way. That yeah. was sort of... Not that it was necessarily higher on the priority list, but I had this, whereas I don't own Elden Ring yet. So yeah, yeah, um, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, I, I've also touched um, Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, the, the the artist formerly known as the Expanded and Enhanced Edition, although that subtitle seems to have dropped off the face of the earth, and you can perhaps see why once you boot this thing up, because <laughs> it's like, hey, who wanted to play GTA Five again? Maybe me. Um, We'll we'll see. I it, but I touched it. The it, PS5 it, version. Is it really kind of like as dire as people are saying? I mean, okay, dire is no. maybe not the right word. I mean, but a lot of people are saying like is just take. It's almost turned a lot of people cynical, more so than they potentially were over Rockstar. You you could you could totally be cynical about it, but I just I I think it was your own fault for setting high expectations. Does it justify uh, the, the price tag? No matter how small. 
I, or, or in my, in my mind, yes, because as, as a PlayStation Plus subscriber, the price tag for me is it's completely free if I just want to play GTA Online. Yeah. And it's £8.50 if I want to do the yeah, single I player $10. again. Yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, the price tag is not particularly an issue. Could they have done it for free? Yes. Were they going to? Never. So <laughs> it's it's one of those things. And one thing I will say is if you've never played the PC port of GTA Five, then playing GTA at 60 frames a second is still intriguing. You don't know how good it feels until you turn it on and you're like, yeah. well, I'm never turning this back. <laughs> um, so even if you just download as a PS Plus user, apologies for uh, Xbox owners, but even if you just download GTA Online for free, migrate your character and just walk around Los Santos for a bit in like a in, in an empty lobby or a solo lobby. Um like it, it is what it is. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not expanded or enhanced in any massive way. <laughs> um yeah, weird one. And then finally I will say I've also played um about an hour and a half or so of Tunic, which oh, is the, the um, Fox Zelda. Exactly, it's Fox Zelda. Um which I think was I'm not gonna was it necessarily was it shadow dropped or was it just it didn't really have a solid release date. Um, and yeah, but but there was a leak just like yeah. a day or two before it was announced on Games Pass. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So yeah, it, it dropped on Game Pass. The review embargo came down at the same time. Saw that it was apparently good. I didn't have anything that I was currently playing on PC, so downloaded it. Have started it up. Very much enjoying it so far. A little bit more hardcore than I thought it was going to be. Hmm. Uh, it turns out. Um, and it feels slightly stupid to be saying this, given that it's Elden Ring month still, but <laughs> turns out Tunic is a Souls-like. Um, <laughs> so there's that, I guess. But that art style, um, unsurprisingly based on the trailers, holds up. And uh, playing Aza Zelda-like with uh, Soulsborne qualities is not something to complain about, especially not when it's effectively free. So yeah. Tunic uh, gets an, a, a cautious thumbs up based on the first 90 minutes or so. Nice, nice. And there you, there you go. Oh, I have I have one thing that I didn't mention in my catch up. Here we go. A, I a, a minesweeper. I finally, uh, after receiving an email alerting me to the fact, cancelled my second subscription to Game Pass. You're your second subscription to it. Since when did you? Have I had two. two because I have two emails that I didn't realise, but I logged into as Game Pass, and I'd I'd inadvertently set it up twice on two different accounts <laughs> never having used one of them so got an email from microsoft saying you've never used game pass um if you don't use it we will cancel it in like the next two months or three months oh and i was like what is it talking Jesus. about so i logged in yeah. as one email and was like no it's there that's why i use i logged in as another email i was like oh i'm paying for it twice every month i think I the think deal's was... so nice he paid for it twice. <laughs> yeah yeah i think there was a, a recent I don't know if it was an EU ruling or maybe just a UK ruling. Uh, obviously, we are now divorced from the European Union. But there was some ruling saying that, like, you can't have subscriptions go in perpetuity, like, if people don't use them. So it's almost like the onus right. is on the company to check that the subscription is being used. And maybe that's prompt, why they did it. Maybe yeah, that's exactly. And to prompt people to say, like, hey, it's, it's not happening. And, it's, yeah, it's probably for people like you, Jonesy, who haven't realized. So I, I thought got, I'd just share that. Just suddenly realized the a couple of days ago, I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've had to try and merge accounts because there are two like two different emails associated with the same service. And it, it's right. just kind of mm. like, man, it, it, it's crazy. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. 
Fair enough. Or thinking you've forgotten your password and you type it in over and over again. It's like your password's wrong, your password's wrong. So you're like, fine, I forgot my password. I'll admit it. Let me make a new <laughs> one. You type in your new one. It's like, yeah, you just typed in your current password. Yes. So I'm like, what, was I do- what was I doing wrong? Yeah. Tell me what I was doing wrong. I hate that. Or it's like you convince yourself that like it's not working. So you go retrieve password. They say, okay, what's your email address? You put in your email address. like, no, nah, we don't have that email address on your record. In fact, do you know what I reckon would make quality of life and password entry go up 10,000% is if every single password entry thingy had a reminder of the rules for creating a password on that site. Because oh, there are sometimes yeah. things where it's like, oh, by the way, when you made oh, right, this password, yeah. we needed you to put at least one uppercase letter, one number, and one special character. And you go, okay, then I use this one. Yeah, 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 that'll be helpful. That'll be helpful. Get on it, tech companies. Bastards. Because yeah. I, I know what my normal passwords are. I know what my numbers are. I know what my special characters are. I just didn't know which fucking combination I used for your shitty website, Twitch. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then sometimes it's like, oh, you've tried it three times, so you're locked out of this account for 60 yeah. days or some shit. Like, fuck yeah. Do you ever do oh, the Oh, you're right. We're going to send you an SMS. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever do the opposite where you go, oh, I'm going to sign up to this, and you type your email address in, and it's like there's already an account oh, associated yeah. with this email, and you're like, oh, I've already signed up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Fucking hell. God. That's, that's, that's a bit of a ball ache. You know what else is a ball ache? Bosses in Elden Ring. <laughs> See? Yeah. Elden Ring, buddies. That's uh, all you're going to be hearing from me in, uh, you know, especially seeing as it's just 4%. Uh, a, a very long time, presumably. Uh, but I'm okay with that because, you know what? I'm having a good time. I'm having a good time, and I think you guys would have a good time too. Um, are you Are you having a good time? I, I le- you, legitimately, legitimately you, am loving every second of it. Are you convincing yourself that you're having a good time? Uh, no, I'm having a good time, Alex Jones. Okay, good Blink to know. twice if you're good having a bad time. I can't. Yeah, and that's indecipherable. We're gonna have to leave okay. it as an unknown. There we go. There you go. Uh, no, I, I am really enjoying it still. Um, and it's crazy. Like I've the the opening area, which is quite dense and wide and tall and big and girthy. You know what I'm talking about. Um, Limgrave. Uh, I've pretty much exhausted exploring all of Limgrave, and I'm going to move on to Stormvale Castle, which is the first legacy dungeon which is like the biggest kind of version of a dungeon that they've got uh so i'm really looking forward to that but i, I mean I don't, I don't really have much to say on on like an update in terms of like what i'm doing there and just enjoying it like i streamed it on you know twitch.tv forward slash hot panic go check it out um but yeah it's 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 more dark souls and it's just kind of like i wouldn't say that it gets more and more impressive with each playthrough but the fact that the the quality level and the enjoyment doesn't dip, you know, that I've been playing since launch. What, like, must be four weeks now, I believe? Yeah. Three weeks, four weeks. Um, that in itself is pretty a pretty good testament to how good it is. Also, the fact that I'm con- consistently squirreling away time, whereas I haven't been able to do that with any other games uh, in recent memory, especially even, even like Dota. Like, I just haven't been able to squirrel away time with Dota, like, it, it it says something. It should be saying something to you guys. Uh, but I'm having a good time. There's lots of mysteries around it. And uh, yeah, I got fucking teleported like halfway across the map, but like the full map, the part of the map that you don't realize. Because when you start off and you look at the map area, it's like X amount. You're like, oh, wow, that's pretty big. But that's not the full map. As you go on, it kind of expands and expands and expands. Like even through the border of the map that you're looking at, even though it's in shadow, 
you're like, oh, okay, I think I know what the dimensions of this is. And then you keep going. And then all of a sudden those borders kind of like extend. You're like, oh, fuck, it's, it's a lot bigger than I thought it was. And I got teleported all the way to the top of what I would assume is the maximum map. And I sent you guys a screenshot and I was like, I, this is fucking mental how far they've sent me. Um, and obviously those traps are kind of like kind of difficult because you can't fast travel out of them until you find a site of grace, which is like the bonfire. But yeah, it's it's good, man. It's such a fucking good game. And it deserves all the praise that's been heaped upon it, um, which is interesting because just a little bit of news around it. It's been uh, official that they've sold 12 million units in 17 days. That is impressive. That is ridiculous. Yeah, that, good that, stuff. That's insane. For, for context, fellas, Dark Souls 3, okay? Which, by all accounts, was like pretty fucking solid game. Uh you know, well received, etc. It took one of your favorites, Chris. I haven't played it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah. Uh, but it did take over four years to reach twelve million. Four years, and Elden Ring's done it in seventeen days. Off the back of that, they said, "Hey, you know, they're looking, they're looking at Elden Ring as a new IP rather than a one-off." So, you know, expect things uh, beyond games to do with Elden mm. Ring. That's for sure. <laughs> I've just noticed one of the bullet points here. I really hope you read it out loud. What? Which which one? No, no, please continue. But this one? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I'm, get- I'm not, I'm not going to say it. I'm, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. It's Joji's got it. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Um, from Software, originally projected Elden Ring would sell 4 million units by March 31st. So... Fair to say, they tripled it in half the time. It's crazy how wrong they were. Don't you're wrong. Like, totally, you know, set your expectations, and they're probably based off previous games that they published and released and so on and so forth. Oh, yeah. You do your projection graphs and shit, and you're like, this is what it's It's mad how wrong they were about their own thing. (laughs) Must be cool, but. I mean, that must be fucking, you know, fucking burning money at that rate. But you might, you know. Surely they can't account for hype, I guess. Like, there's such a amount of Elden Ring, which has been, I think, the hype around Elden Ring. So I wonder how much of it is, you know, they were being, they were trying to be conservative and then hype has just pushed it to the next level. Like, I, I, just an interjection. I remember actually saying, I looked it up because you guys, in a WhatsApp group, you were talking about it, Chris, with Mm. Martin and, and Steph. Yeah, about whether or not you'd seen much uh, marketing or publicity yeah. and trailers and so on and so forth. And there was a bit of a feeling in the chat where I can't remember who it was. It might have been Steph who, like, oh, like I just didn't know it was going to be this big relative to how much of it I was seeing. I didn't know it would sort of penetrate yeah. in the way it did. And I remember looking it up, and I was going to share it, but then I didn't because it would look like I had intentionally gone out to seek out <laughs> facts or statistics that like which is exactly somebody. what you did. Yeah, but I did. I did it internally. I didn't share it. I was a dickhead in my brain. Um, but it turned out that um, at the both the Game Awards and the Golden Joystick Awards, yes, Elden Ring uh, has won the most anticipated game of the year at both of those award shows. Not just last year, but also the year before. Yeah. So two. Yeah, but, but that's essentially, like, including up to the run up to release, two and a half years running, winning a. Uh, yeah, but that but that's with like industry insiders and stuff, right? So it's kind of. No, I don't think so. Not. Yeah, well, I I, I think what what really surprised me, and it's it's what we said when the game launched, right? And we we're talking about it on the podcast, like Elden Ring and and like FromSoft were seen as kind of like pretty niche, even though like an ever expanding niche. But like, you you look at the difference between Dark Souls 3 and Elden Ring. And I, I don't think anyone kind of expected this kind of thing. 
what I do think is happening, and is, I did kind of touch on it last week, I believe, I think it's got a touch of the Animal Crossings. Right? So I was just thinking exactly that. I was, <laughs> although I was going to, I was going to say it with a pithy line. I was going to say if we compare it to a much bigger title. Well, <laughs> but that's, but that's fair. You're not wrong. Like <laughs> what, like uh, Animal Crossing is like a hundred million or some shit like that. But, but no, you're right. Like Animal Crossing was the same kind of thing in that the previous entry was like m- an order of magnitude smaller. But yeah. it was like the 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 weird hype around it and the way people were kind of talking about it. It became such a thing of its own yeah like it, it became it's, it built its own marketing and hype and it just yeah. became huge it's it's yeah. right it's right time right place capture the zeitgeist right like that's kind of it's, it's what it is some, some, yeah. sometimes it's almost like this kind of like ethereal nature about it where it's like it's just fucking gangbusters but it's mental mm. they, they must be absolutely fucking flying and what what's interesting obviously is you know a lot of these companies i don't, I don't know if this rings true for FromSoft. But as a game developer, you are always developing your next game as you are finishing up your previous one, right? Um, and I would imagine that FromSoft are probably the size where they would be doing something like that, at least in the initial stages. And then all of a sudden, Elden Ring is like this fucking behemoth. Like, fucking, yeah. what do you do, right? Like, Stop for, everything else. Yeah. Just oh, forget about Sekiro 2. We're, we're going to do Elden Ring 2. You know? Um, I, I feel like... Th- there's a part of me, and maybe this is just the mystique oh, yeah, around sorry, from uh, software. Oh, yeah, sorry, Armored Core. That's what they were working on next. Oh, right. <laughs> that, that was, Jesus, from riches to ruin. That's like the <laughs> fucking, that's the fast track to fucking destroying your company's reputation. That. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jane, what were you saying? Uh, I, 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 I just said there is a, such a mystique around from software, and I think part of that mystique is this idea of like, for as much as we are joking about their shock or maybe even surprise at um, at the sales that this game has achieved relative to their projections, they also give off this very kind of cold-blooded Japanese vibe of just like, yeah, okay, it did well. We'll move on. We've got another oh, game to make. Yeah, like like even the announcement of it was like a black and white text image. Yeah. Like, 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 like you it, said, in that very Japanese, like I would imagine if there was a video equivalent of it, it would be uh, a Japanese person in a gray suit that's maybe a little bit too big for them coming to a camera with like an empty background just saying like, Elden Ring has sold 12 million units. Bows yeah. down and then walks off. Like, <laughs> like, like literally, like that's kind of what it feels like, right? Like yeah. where if it was goes like... Back to sleep, goes back to the bunk bed he's built under his desk. Yeah, whereas like if it was a Western developer, it would be like, we sold 1 million units, fucking woohoo! Fucking beer chug everywhere and like, cocks in their yeah. face and shit like you know hang on we need to get a crane so we can take an aerial shot of every <laughs> single employee in 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 front of our offices <laughs> yeah yeah a crane um who owns a drone <laughs> yeah but the the point that you were hoping i was going to read out i will read out jamie just because you've you've challenged me to it because Elden ring is the fastest selling game from a japanese publisher outside of nintendo <laughs> just a just a little translation there Elden Ring is not the fastest selling game from a Japanese publisher. And is probably like 25th on the list. <laughs> and also another little, while we're in the business of factoids, I am the fastest human on the planet, <laughs> excluding people faster than me. This is true. This is true. I can account for that. Yeah. I know, uh, I know I mean, Chris that was, that was means a that, from a tweet, No, so I, I, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not taking it. <laughs> genuinely, like, because Nintendo are just in a world of their own. Exactly. There is yeah, far exactly. more legitimacy to that factoid that I'm, no, nah, but it was funny. Now. I read it and laughed as well. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, technically, what you could say is the the second fastest selling game from a Japanese publisher, if you yeah. take Nintendo as a whole, right? Yeah. And and mm. their yeah. games as fucking canon, but yeah, it, it, it's just mental. It is mental. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm happy for them. What what I'm not so happy about, fellas. Well, happy and and not happy. I'm happy because uh, a new patch has been released for the game, 1.03. Lots of quality of life features. They've added in an, an entirely new NPC. They've expanded NPC quest lines. Uh, one of the better quality of life things, which is something that a lot of people have been asking for, and it's been a little bit contentious, is they've added a function to record an icon and the name of an NPC on the map when you encounter said NPC, right? Very, very mm. good quality of life thing. Um, obviously, I like that. What I don't like is obviously, surprise, surprise, the fucking Discord around it. Um, but not necessarily the Discord itself, but the way that the Discord is being... The, the Discord of the Do Discord. you mean discourse? Yes, discourse. Sorry, that's what I meant. We're on Discord. <laughs> so get so so gamer that you've replaced the word yeah. discourse with Discord. Well, capital uh, D discourse. You guys, I, I, you guys I, might I, not I know knew what you but meant. this this episode is sponsored. But no, um, <laughs> no. So I wish. <laughs> so basically, prior to this happening, a lot of people were kind of like saying, "Oh, I wish there were quest markers, and I wish there were X Y Z quest logs, and this that the other." And then you had a lot of people kind of defending the fact that it isn't there. And that kind of got a, a bit of a heated debate. And I stayed largely out of that. Like, I fall by the camp of I, didn't nece- I don't necessarily think that needs the quest, quest log. Uh, but, like, you know, I'm not going to begrudge people for wanting it, you know. But it's just, like, the, the arguments that people are having, which is kind of, like, so fucking ridiculous and cringe and fucking, like, annoying that, you know. The, the arguments you, have made me want to play it. Because you want to join in the argument. <laughs> no, no, because I, f- I find it such, I find the discourse so interesting. Like it doesn't, it almost doesn't make sense to me because people can have the polar opposite opinion about the same game. Like I've seen people complaining yeah. about the, about how in love with the, the HUD they are and the fact that it's no quest log and you just get into the world and like it's the most interesting open world they've ever played and stuff like this. And then you get other people who basically say they hate it because you have no idea what's going on. There's like no like tracking of anything, and I'm like, I wonder if I would hate or love it. Like, I, I, I honestly, it would, it would be so fascinating to find out. Like, legitimately, uh, obviously, so- I have I have my feelings on it, and and that's one thing. But like, the the discourse gets really annoying because w- whenever a FromSoft game comes out, it's always kind of like, oh, d- difficulty in games, and then people kind of like lump that in with accessibility in games which i think they are should be two mutually exclusive things potentially right not all the time um but what's really annoyed me about this is now that they've added in this function to record like a small a small section of what people have been saying because people want like fucking quest logs and fucking waypoint markers and shit where it's like it's not that kind of game fellas uh this is a welcome addition i can say for myself like it's definitely welcome um what what's really annoying me is a lot of the game journalists being kind of like fucking smug about it like i can't tell you how many countless tweets i've read from uh in industry stalwarts where they're like hey i I can't wait to see the fucking dude bros defend this and blah 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 because they were so fucking vocal on this that that, other and it's just like 
I'm finding it difficult to articulate why I find it so annoying. But if, effectively, it's like th- they are annoyed at the people that had the discourse about it. So what they are doing is they're just fueling the discourse. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and it's like, but the, and, and I can understand calling out and defending yourself because obviously, as Jamie pointed out before we started recording, this is like, obviously they've had to deal with a lot of shit from said souls bros. But at the same time, it's just kind of like, this, this is like the lowest common fucking denominator way of going about like saying, it, it's almost like, oh, I fucking told you so. Right. But uh, I feel like that, that, that we've got to be careful here, though, not to just read too much into social media shenanigans. Like, because. No, Jamie, you know what? I'm reading of... into it and I'm fed up, okay? I'm fed up, Dawn. Uh, that's what you're know, blocking and muting or just putting your phone down are for. It's <laughs> like when Tyler the Creator said, I don't get how cyberbullying is real. Like, walk away from the computer. <laughs> um, to which I don't agree with for the record. So everything is, is real and tangible, but there's, yeah, he's um, like, there, there was an element here where, again, this is, I, everyone views the quote unquote discourse through the lens that Twitter has chosen to uh, put on for them uh, <laughs> yeah. based on, you know, who you follow and what yeah, you yeah. engage with and so on and so forth. So I don't necessarily even know that I've been seeing the same shit that you've been seeing, but there was an element of, like it does wind me up a little bit um, in in a way that I'm just like, oh my god, these guys need to get a fucking grip when there are so many people willing to die on the cross to defend the the, the right for people like whether it's FromSoft developers or whether it's Miyazaki himself or whether, yeah. to 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 make the games the way they make games, and of course they have that right, but it, the, the fact that some people make it their sole purpose in life to defend that right um and like i said to die on the cross for it yeah i find it a little bit sort of like boring like just find something more interesting to do yeah. with your social yeah. media presence yeah um and so there is an a sort of a, this you know, cruel twist of irony that i can't help laughing at <laughs> when those people are like no there are no icons there for a reason you have to remember the mp you have to buy a notebook this is the way that miyazaki's had intended and then from software like one week later like yeah you can tag npcs now <laughs> and it, uh, the, the 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 disparity between how little of a shit the people at FromSoft were probably give, yeah. and how like how relaxed they probably are about the whole thing, to how diehard some <laughs> random Western people with anime avatars on Twitter are about defending Miyazaki San's rights to make the game he wants to. Play. I don't care if you're in a wheelchair and you've got one arm. <laughs> it, this is Miyazaki San's game, and uh, like having a laugh or poking fun at them, like fuck it. They grow thicker skin is what I've got. All I can say, and that yeah. goes both ways. Game journalists too grow thicker skin. Like if you're going to wade into that shit, like just yeah, deal with yeah. whatever comes your way. Well, That's well, the way social media works. Th- th- this is this is the thing, right? Like you before we recorded, you were like, yeah, but those guys, those guys were so fucking hardcore to the journalists, and I'm like, yeah, but what I said to you, Jamie, was like, I'm not defending them. I think I think both sides are wrong. You know, like yeah, everyone's just being fucking. Idiots and stupid about this fucking thing. I don't really don't get it. Just fucking enjoy the game. What it yeah, is, especially and, and like, like if it, if you feel it's missing features, then fine. It's missing features. Like fuck. <laughs> also, it's like I don't know if it looks the same way to you guys, but for me, it always seems like there is a positive correlation between the amount the amount of time you spend either partaking in or reading the discourse and how miserable your life is. If that was the case, <laughs> just don't get involved. Like, just fucking play the video game or don't play the video game. Like, 
<laughs> and I know, yeah. I know, having discussions and like we talked about how Elden Ring is is generating conversation, and whether it's in our WhatsApp groups or whether it's yeah. on various social media platforms, there's something exciting about that. Yeah, talking totally. about people who are playing a game and discovering a game at the same time as you, but just you know, stick to the forums that make sense, yeah. wade into the arguments that you want to have, and be prepared for the to disagree with people who are. This is this is fucking. You, you know what you've made me realize, and it's. Uh, I don't know how many times I need to fucking mention it because it's just kind of re fucking occurring. It's this is the glitch in the fucking matrix, the 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 simulation, right? It's the same fucking meme of the dude on a bicycle sticking the thing in the spokes and falling over again. Except this yeah. time it's the game journalists because prior to this they'd say like, oh, I hate all the this discourse and these guys are really taking it too far and you know I hate all the threats and everything, blah blah blah. And then what do they do? They go and fucking kick the hornet's nest. They poke yeah, the bear. Literally, yeah. Like, like literally, that's what you're doing, right? Like, on the one hand, you cry and bemoan that, like, oh, you're you're un- unfairly targeted, this, that, the other. And then the next thing, you're painting a fucking target on your head. Yeah, yeah. I just no, like, you're no, you're right. And, and uh, yeah, I'm glad we talked about it because that's fucking crystallized exactly why I'm finding it so annoying because it's been yeah. nagging at me because I know that I hate it and it's really annoying. More so from the game journalists because I guess I expect better because of all the defending that they've been trying to do on certain aspects of these things. And it's just like, you're just, you're just, I, I, I'm going to say this now, fellas. Everyone's trash. Okay. <laughs> it's a good take. That's a good take. It's a good on take. Twitter, I actually agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Although, w- one good thing that we did get out of all of this is, you know, that picture that went round of like, oh, what it would look like if Ubisoft made Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah. And it was, there were multiple iterations of it with just more and more HUD and UI elements. Yeah, I, I like one, one that was like made by um, Polyphony and it was just like a, got a racing HUD on it. Exactly. It was the Elden Ring Cafe or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, there was one that was shared in the Discord and one of my favorite elements about it, because for as much as some of the stuff was sort of obvious or not as bad or egregious, there was a big uh, square in the middle and it was a tutorial square huh? and it was the tutorial for jumping. And it, so it was, like, it was like, jumping, press A to jump. This is great for when you, when you want to reach higher areas or climb over obstacles. And at the bottom, it was like, uh, press A to go to the next page. And it was page one of five. And I love the idea that there were four more pages of describing what jumping is to yeah. the player. Yeah, oh, that's funny. Absolutely that fucking mental. Oh, uh, but yeah, Elden Ring man is the it's the gift that keeps on giving, whether you wanted to or not. Um, True. I, I, honestly, I can't wait for you fellas to to jump jump in it, as uh, Jonesy would say. But I would I, I do like I said I, I would like to at some point in the future. But yeah, more from like an intrigue point of view, just because I yeah. But I think it's going to be a while before I cross that bridge. Fair. Yeah. yeah. If Cyberpunk taught me anything, it's that I can play this game at the end of the year and still be both of you. So yeah, exactly. I, I, hey, not not by my current uh, pace. Four percent in thirty hours. So you're looking at yeah, a, but uh, yeah. Hold on. Like are you you're telling me like, you're not going to do four percent in thirty hours? Uh, yeah, probably not. I was speaking to a friend the other day who platinumed it in sixty <coughs> something. 
Wasn't there someone who, who finished the game in 29 minutes? Yeah, yeah, sub yeah, 30 yeah. is the current thing. But that's like any percent, right? So it's like glitches and shit. Yeah. Um, Do you know what? One thing I will say is, because uh, you mentioned patch 1.03, yeah. I hope not too much of the OP stuff has been nerfed by the time I play this game. Because I've seen some great videos of some of like the ridiculous builds. People walking around with, and I hope people don't consider this a spoiler, but like a sword that they do one slash and this huge wall of fire goes out massive like a yeah. big growing thing and it just kills like 20 people at once i'm like i want to do that i want to play elden ring so much and farm so many runes <laughs> that i can make the game my bitch and enjoy a FromSoft game for the first time hell yeah bro. that'd be that'd That's be nice my... i'd like that yeah, yeah but the point the problem is like getting to that point though right yeah but i uh, mate i'll put a podcast on our farm runes for four hours you see what happens <laughs> I'll be a monster. Nice. I like it. My health bar will fill the screen. I like it. Right. So, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> Jonesy's health is uh, in decline and uh, he evaporated. Literally, we saw it. Um, oh. We've decided to cut it out so that you don't, you know, have to deal with that trauma. Uh, Jamie and I are going to have to live with that for the rest of our lives. Um, I hope he rematerializes at some point. It's almost like Dr. Manhattan, right? Like when he gets blasted in that chamber in, in Watchmen. Yeah. And now he's gonna he's just gonna be a nervous system walking around next week. Maybe the week after that he'll get some like skeletal mass or you know muscles. Uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be a fun time to see. So make sure to stick around uh, next week to check him out. The, the thing that they don't tell you in Watchmen though is that he shit himself right before it all happened. Yeah, I don't know how they skimmed over that. That's a very important detail. Yeah, and the shit is there, just like this one like turd just sat there, just, just there, just like yeah, how did weird. it get there? No, no evidence. Yeah. But anyway, we'll never find out. <laughs> Jamie, we have one last topic to talk about in this podcast, and that is, of course, the uh, the marquee thing of PlayStation's Hogwarts Legacy State of Play. Now, it would have been good to get Jonesy's um, take on this because, you know, whether he admits it or not, he is the the biggest fucking Hogwarts simp out there, and uh, he's not here to defend himself. So it's it's true, baby. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. We can perpetuate that rumor. I think that's fine. Yeah, I think I think, it, I think he's it, a big. He's a. He actually, I believe, he's a J.K. Rowling sympathizer. That's how he identifies. Oh wow. Okay. Well, uh, that's uh, he's been cancelled. <laughs> yeah, he has. <laughs> apparently, apparently, he might get cancelled by some people for just streaming this game, Chris. So be genuinely be careful. Really? Is that, I, I, is that I, how I've, far they're taking it? Oh yeah, I, like I know we we have have had enough Twitter discourse to last us a lifetime today. <laughs> but I've genuinely seen things on my feed being like, yeah, if you stream Hogwarts Legacy, like you're supporting uh, J.K. Rowling and her back fucked up nah, views see, that's, on wh- that, that's, whatever she says. I don't even know. That's fucked, right? Because she's one person, and this is like an entire studio. And if you boycott this game, you're boycotting the studio, not her. Yeah, and making numerous lives miserable. People that can't yeah. afford to have their lives being miserable by all accounts. Uh, but Although, Jamie? <laughs> it, it is funny watching them both through the game itself and the promotion and the entirety of the state of play do whatever they fucking can to avoid saying the words Harry Potter. Because <laughs> I don't think that guy's name gets mentioned once. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, uh, yeah, we were treated to, what, it was like uh, fucking four, 13, 14 minutes of gameplay? Correct, with yes. A, with a little bit of kind of like post-amble chit-chat from some of the devs. Uh yeah, which I will say, like, I didn't mind that so much because what definitely came across from the dev side of things was, yeah, as much as they don't want to mention uh, J.K. Rowling or Harry Potter or anything like that, these are obvious fucking Potter nerds, right? As, yes, exactly. as, as big nerds and as passionate as you could possibly get, which 
you know, potentially would make for a good game either which way. Yes, agreed. I Like you said, I kind of wish that I was someone who was slightly better positioned to give a more uh, hands-on and in-the-know uh, <laughs> feedback and opinion on whether or not it looks like they're on the right track to achieving that. But it seems pro- – like I think one of the first takeaways I had that I shared with you both was just that I think people who like that franchise and that world are going to be really happy with this based on what it looks like yeah. and nothing else. I'll, I'll, I'll go for, further than that and – Judging by what I saw, I think, I think it's going to open it up to a much wider audience. Not that they need a, a wider audience, because like fucking every person you speak to and their dog has been, uh, you know, fucking impacted by Harry Potter in some way, shape, or form. Um, yeah. But but I think I think it's got a lot of appeal. I think it's got a lot of appeal and and potential. I think that's what you and and Josie were saying on the WhatsApp group is like, hey, there's Agreed. a lot of fucking potential here. Um, yeah. But look, it's slated to come out holiday 2022, which, you know, which would mean end of Q4. You know, Thank you for that, yes. You know, just putting out there, that's how calendars work, Jamie. Uh, you yeah, know, no. November, December, the holiday. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, I'm, slightly, I'm slowly figuring it out. You get it, you get it, you get it. But yeah, like, it, it was nice to see these kinds of things. Like, what annoys me a little bit, just a little bit of a nitpick, is when they just get rid of the HUD. Don't get me wrong, I love HUDless content. Uh, at mm. at ATG, we always kind of like scale the shit up to get rid of any fucking ugly huds and stuff. But when I'm when I'm looking at a game and like and like in this like extended, I'm not saying not saying trailers or anything, but like extended gameplay looks, like I kind of want to get a sense of what the hud is doing, right? Agreed. Yeah. No, it, it gives you a far better idea of of what that game will look and feel like to play yourself. Yeah, and to function. Like I remember when they had the state of play for. Uh, Last of Us Part Two, and they had this mm. one bit where Ellie was, um, kind of it was the one where she was like underneath the car and she cocked the gun and her hand was trembling yeah. a little bit, and then she's like being chased and she as she's running she picks up a, a bottle and chucks it and and it was just kind of like this, this all looks so great and so fucking seamless, but how is the player kind of communicating these things that are happening on screen, right? Oh, yeah. To be fair less so much of a question mark here with Hogwarts Legacy. It did seem kind of straightforward in terms of stuff. And there were some had elements like there was one point where it was like uh, RT on screen, you know, like, hey, press mm. right trigger to affect this kind of fucking thing. Um, yeah, and this was apparently all running on a PS5 dev kit, it said early on. So Yeah, that was an interesting hence. thing. Like, usually it's like running on a PS5. It's like, no, 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 the dev kit. Okay. Yeah, I guess it just gives them like. I'm not going to suggest they actually use it, <laughs> but it's one get out of jail free card. Like, oh, this one, it's been great on the dev kit. I don't know why it's all broken <laughs> on the console. Yeah, God. Um, but hey, you know what? Like, um, I like Harry Potter. I like the films. I've read all the books, uh, even though I never really planned to. I, I told you why I've read all the books, right? I don't know if you remind me. So my my parents bought me the final book as a gift once. Um, and I hadn't read oh, any of the other fucking books. So you had to go back. And I was like, oh, fucking thanks. Now it's the most expensive fucking gift I've had to accrue here because I've had to buy all the other fucking books in the series now and take that so time thoughtless. to read them. And I'm a slow reader. Yeah. You know? but I, I, I was the opposite. I, I started with the first one. I was of the appropriate age to read it at school and fell off after the third book. Yeah. 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 I, I just outgrew it slightly, I felt like. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um. But hey, like, I, I, I like the books and the stories and the, the mythos of it, but I wouldn't say I'm like, 
what would the terminology be? A pothead? Yeah, I think pothead's a good term. Pothead. I think that works. Yeah, I'm definitely. I'm, look at my eyes, mate. I'm not a pothead, all right? I'm buzzing, I could, if anything. I'm I buzzing. Jonesy, Jonesy looked like a pothead tonight, but he oh, wasn't. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think he's more of a pothead than he lets on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I actually. I think his wife might be a pothead, actually. Right? I think so. Uh, yeah, I, made that I, up. I, I think you, yeah. you might be right. I don't know some some shit like that. But I, I, I was I was you know taking all of that into account. I was pleasantly surprised by what I saw. I thought that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, like I'm kind of I'm not really in the same boat. Where I, I, the honest answer is that because I just haven't engaged with it that much, I don't know how I feel about the mythos, and so I'm seeing goblins and sort of big <laughs> centaur things and i'm seeing flying things that i don't know the name of like all the but i recognize them yeah um yeah. because obviously they're you know significant parts of pop culture like it or load it um and i'm like I, I guess i could get into this right like i've got nothing against this in theory it's just interesting watching something that so many people are gonna have so much reverence for uh that i'm just sort of almost getting used to and adjusting my eyes to for the first time. I think what was most encouraging for me, though, is that there is a sort of a scale and scope here that goes not just beyond of Hogwarts and a, beyond the walls of Hogwarts in a physical sense, um, which it does though, because yeah. it's almost got this bully style layout where you can almost imagine this big sprawling school campus style location, yeah. but with a nearby neighboring town and other open world sort of uh, they called them hamlets uh, littered around elsewhere. But also just in terms of the, the gameplay variety, like to have that side of things like, okay, no, there's going to be a side of Hogwarts life, whether it's the sorting hat and finding your house and going to classes and here are all the different classes and here are some mini games that you might be able to associate with those classes or skills they might improve. Um, and then, you know, here's you going outside the walls of Hogwarts and here's you on a broomstick and here's you yeah. flying some weird bird thing and here's this town and here, here's some story hooks and but there's a lot going on. Even when it gets to the point where, not to jump around too much, but there's, uh, I'm trying to, I wrote down the name somewhere, the Room of Requirement. Yes, yeah. Which appears to be <clears> this like room you go into that you can kind of like customize a little bit. And so it's basically, Jamie, like the that... Belfry from Gotham Knights. Uh, oh, great. Yeah, no, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, tell me more. <laughs> but they were like bringing in that, putting down plants that then would, provide you things and they would come back on a timer but there was this one bit where inside the room of requirement they put down a big sort of doorway and went through it and then they were in this sort of like viva pinata style outdoor area <laughs> where they were putting a cottage down like a house in the middle and i was like this game's got a lot of things going on is, and that's is it what maybe too much to though maybe plus i wouldn't have minded a little bit more information on the fundamentals by which i mean You've got to talk me through this combat because I really hope you've just picked the worst shots possible to demonstrate it here. Well, Otherwise, I'm nervous. I, I think that's it's always difficult, right? Like, effectively, you've got a wand. Like, it's not like, oh, you've got a fucking, you, you know, you've got like an AK-47 and you've got a fucking R301 over here and this, that, the other. Like, you've got a wand. Yes, yeah. you've got different spells and upgrades and stuff. And I think that's maybe it's something that I would have liked to have seen shown off a little bit more in terms of saying, like, this is how upgrades work and this is, like, our fucking skill tree and, and whatever, you know, like, that's the stuff that kind of gets me hard, gives me tingles in the special mm -hmm. place. But I understand it's not but, for everyone and it's it's the first did, showing. That's fine. Um, did you not think that, though, like, the, the, part, the particle effects and all that stuff looked great, but there was a weird sort of static element to combat where... No one ever really seemed to be moving around that much, and the enemies looked a bit stiff, and it just there was nothing fluid about it for me. 
there's that. But then as, as well, you got to, it's hard, right? Like the thing with Hogwarts Legacy, it's mm-hmm. like, like, what is your demographic? It's fucking everyone and their dog, right? Because, I mean, because much, you've, got, yeah. you've got like the, the young Harry Potter fans, you've got the fucking saddo 60-year-old Harry Potter fans. Like you've got to cater to everyone, right? But at, at, at some point there needs to be, it's almost this like fine balancing act. There needs to be a lowest common denominator in the difficult stuff, and maybe that's the, the combat, but then a higher common denominator in terms of saying depth of stuff that you can do. Mm. You know, like systems that are optional that you can engage with if you want to, but you don't have to. But like, obviously, it seems like combat is quite a fundamental aspect of yeah. the story. You'd have thought so. It, it, like, I, I get what you mean. It did seem kind of stunted, but it, again, I wonder if that's just the nature of a vertical slice. Maybe, but can I can I make a comment that I never thought I'd make in my life? Yeah. Do you know what Hogwarts Legacy looked like it needed a bit more of? Yeah. Forspoken energy. You know, in the way yeah. of Forspoken, like everyone, especially the protagonist, everyone's fucking like dancing and flying and flipping and doodle daddling around. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think like it needed some of that more, con- some of that kinetic energy, ally forespoken, yeah, and there, combined there were, it with the. Yeah, there were hints of it, right? Like there was one bit sure. where I think he he put like a sleep spell on one dude and then zipped into the air to the other dude, whipped yes. him up in the air or some shit. So it does seem like there's elements of that, but I probably, if I had to guess, it would be like further along the fucking skill tree. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see more of that in motion. And I'd also, again, I don't know what the timeline is on this stuff and how easy it is. Availability, I get it, COVID, tricky. But um, get your fucking voice actor, drag him into that voiceover booth and get him to say the name of those spells another 250 fucking times because (laughs) in that one state of play, he did the same line read on some of those spell names because they have to say it every time they do it. Like, I heard the same one looped about four times. It's the I got Alex uh, effect, right? I got Alex. I got Alex. Yeah. Yeah, I like God. I don't get that. Like just give fucking variation. You know what? And this is this is emblematic of the issue with it, okay? If Vin Diesel can deliver his lines as Groot saying Groot, Groot, I am Groot, blah 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 mm-hmm. in different inflections throughout an entire film instead of having to reloop the same kind of like three or four line reads and do it in different languages. Then a fucking voice. I, I, granted, they're not going to be paid Vin Diesel money, but they can fucking do it. Okay, they yeah. can do it. Like, just get them to say, "Do it twenty fucking times, motherfucker." Just keep saying that word. Yeah. Keep saying it work. There's a bomb in Centennial Park. You have twenty minutes. Just keep saying it over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, but, I thought voice acting across the board was a little bit wonky, but then maybe that was just me. Yeah, it, it does look. On the other hand, like there are being like ridiculously ambitious with this, it seems. Like yes. They're, they're yeah. cramming so much things into this, which is cool. You know, like uh, some of the stuff I'm kind of like less interested in. Like I, I, I hate it in games at the best of time, but it's like, if you're going to tell me that I, I've got to dedicate a portion to brewing potions in a class, I'd be like, get the fuck sure. out of here. No, like, I agree with you. But, I, but I, again, like, I don't know what that relates to. Is it like, a tutorial that's in the classroom and then afterwards it's just a fucking menu thing with a button, then that's fine. Yeah. You know, but it's just all kind of like, it's all a bit weird. 
It is, but I think you hit the nail on the head when you said like ambitious. Though I think it's there would be there would have been so many easy ways to take an IP like this and to make it something relatively simple. In the same way, like hey, Harry Potter games that came out when I was growing up, they were all pretty simple. Yeah. Now, admittedly, they were direct movie you know crossovers, and so they were tie-ins, and they would have been made on very strict schedules and tight turnarounds, and yeah. they were cash-ins in a way this isn't. But I think it's cool. And I'm excited almost for Harry Potter fans that this world and this legacy, I guess, to use their wording, is being treated with such reverence, as you mentioned earlier, is being made by people who clearly care about it all. And they and they are making that thing that it feels like Harry Potter fans have wanted for a long time, where it's like, here is this really solid, really pretty recreation of Hogwarts. I'm walking the halls of Hogwarts. I'm going to the lessons. And then I'm also going outside, getting on this broomstick and just fucking flying around Harry <laughs> Potter land. Like some people are going to get rock hard at that. Yeah. And that's cool. Dude, there, there was one bit where they had the fucking player riding on a griffin. It, it just kind of that's like, okay. and I was like, that's pretty fucking sick. That yeah, like that. That was when I, that was the stuff I was like most or was intrigued it by. Was sick. fucking Harry Potter hippogriff or some shit like that. Yeah. That actually that that sounds like a familiar word. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, that's the stuff I'm a hundred percent intrigued by. Is like I would absolutely get on a big fucking flying thing and <laughs> go to some tiny hamlet somewhere and find some crazy monster. Yeah, like and and I will say like visuals like visuals looked really solid to me. Um, yeah. Um, a, 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 few, a few funny faces, I thought. But. Few, definitely, definitely some funny faces. Definitely some funny faces. But like I thought, uh, environments, it, both interiors and exteriors. Oh. Again, like for for a March demonstration of a holiday game that's already running natively on, uh, yeah, well, a dev kit. Um, <laughs> natively really, on really, a dev kit. Yeah, that's how they make games, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I thought that, I thought that was pretty impressive. Uh, um, not sure about making the the main bad guy a fucking midget, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll run with it. No, I, I was gonna, I was going to bring that up, it did, especially you know why? Because uh, was it like two weeks ago, or whatever? Peter Dinklage was like calling out Disney for plans to make a live action Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and kind of saying like shouldn't really be doing that kind of thing in this day and age. Like, okay, fine, a fucking, a, you know, a, a three to four foot goblin is not the same as, you know, a a, a small person. Yeah. But it, it does kind of like, yeah, I'm, I was seeing this stuff as like, you're beating on little people in this game, and that might not be okay. <laughs> yeah, like if if the, if there are spells that are like get into telekinesis territory, the idea that you're just picking up goblins, like yeah. and just flinging them around. Um, in the yeah, air. and I mean the other thing is that like the the character of goblins in the at least the Harry Potter movies for sure, and uh, hinted at in the books is. Uh, well, they're Jewish, Jamie. They control all the money, and um, right because that—that's the bank, the Gringotts Bank kind of stuff. Yeah, right? but like, the, yeah. it's just kind of like it's just so problematic potentially. So yeah, it—it's it, a bit of a like head scratcher it... that they just went with this when they could have literally just the the funny thing about like the older stuff in in Harry Potter and the extended stuff in Harry Potter is you could literally do whatever the fuck you want, dude. Yeah. It would be like if, like, if when EA next make, uh, like, if in Jedi Fallen Order Two, if like there's a microtransaction store and it's exclusively run by Watto. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. 
and you're like, well, you didn't really need to do this, but okay. <laughs> or or you're going up against like a, a new bunch of uh, inquisitors and and whatever, and but they're all like little people. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you're like, well, I, I, I'll force choke these guys, <laughs> but not because I want to, because I need to. I just don't know why they did it, but hey, you know, fair enough. Like. Maybe they're they're protesting it by actually doing it instead of saying like no it's wrong. And they're like no it's it's fine because it, yeah. it's not that stereotype. They are just goblins. Actually, it was, it was a J.K. Rowling initiative. She was like, look, I don't want any oversight of the Hogwarts legacy. You guys get free reign, make whatever game you want on one condition: <laughs> the bad guy has to be a little person. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I put money on the fact that you're right about that one. The Rowling <laughs> agenda strikes again. <laughs> yeah, I. It, it it looked cool. I, I hope they do some, like, I think the danger here is that they, you know, as I said, being really, like, overly ambitious and cramming a lot of stuff into it. The worry for me is that a game like this, they're going to try and do everything, but they're not going to do anything well. You know? Like, I hope that they think about, like, these touches and these flourishes and these elements. Like, let's take, for instance, the sorting hat, right? Yes. I, I would love it in a in a way where you weren't able to choose your house. Right. It was random or like it was based on answers to your questions yeah, or something like yeah. that. But but then again, like what I wouldn't like to see is like a a questionnaire with like five questions and you answer it and then it kind of gives you because stuff like that can be gamed, right? Okay. So you want it to be genuinely random. You want it to I, I think there's I mean I'm not a game dev, so it's not my fucking issue to figure out but I'd, I'd like there to be some form of system that is not as abusable as a straightforward questionnaire you just push the rng button on your keyboard right that's how game development goes <laughs> basically yeah Add but, but, RNG. but you know what i mean because then you're gonna have so many people in gryffindor there's gonna be no one in fucking hufflepuff yeah, but it's a, a single player experience why do you fucking care if no one plays hufflepuff you're starting the discourse already I yeah i am probably starting. You, you're right you're right i don't know i just I would like those unexpected flourishes and touches, I guess. You know, try, I can see that. I, you know, trying not to kind of like tell people how to play their game or enjoy their game. You're right. I was going to say, apologize. I can see the tweet. I, 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 was gonna, I can see the tweet writing itself now, which is like a quick PSA to anyone picking Hufflepuff or, or, or Ravenclaw in, to, as your house in Hogwarts Legacy. You're playing the game wrong. <laughs> Don't hate me. These are just facts. <laughs> What I'm saying, James, is I would like there to be more spread and more even opportunities and just more delight and more fun. If there's one thing we could definitely agree on, Chris, is that the world needs more spread. <laughs> more spread. Um, I, I like I'm it. with you on that. Uh, the other thing that did kind of strike me about watching this is like, fucking, it, potentially, the gaming landscape is going to be super exhausting, right? Going from like games like Dying Light to... Horizon, Elden Ring, which is obviously the fucking big jewel in the sky at the moment. Yeah. Uh, even going to like uh, Arceus and the upcoming Pokemon, yeah. where you just you had having... Sifu. No, 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 Lost no, no. Let, 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 Let's Sifu, but more case of saying like massive open world games. Oh, uh, does Lost Ark count? Would that would that fit in that? Potentially that was another one that was like, yeah. Oh my god, do I have to play this? Yeah, potentially. But just these like massive scale things where it's like authored fucking massive worlds, and it's just kind of like, oh, yep. is the game industry just going too far into that direction? Maybe, and, and less so yeah. about like 
you know, more compact authored stuff. Like I remember there was, there was, it, it was a podcast we did like middle to end of last year, where it's kind of like saying, I can't remember what game it was, but it was almost saying like, this game would have been good if it wasn't open world. And if it was just hubs. Um, there, we had some conversation around that with Cyberpunk. That's it. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. And like, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. I think a massive open world in terms of this is spot on. You want to be able to visit every aspect of fucking Hogwarts and surrounds that you can. Yeah. Um, but this game, this game doesn't need a city and it hasn't got one. Yeah. It's got yeah. Hogwarts, it's got Hogsmeade, and it sounds like a few kind of like, you know, radars. Yeah, of course, because like, of like, you know, Hogwarts was kind of like on its own little kind of area away from shit. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about it, really. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm that fucking deep into it. Be like, oh, when this happened, then it kind of foreshadowed this. It's like, oh, oh no, no, no. I, I'm, I'm with you, but I think we kind of we gave a good overview. <laughs> uh, I, I hope so. Um, yeah, uh, pleasantly surprised is the way that I came out with that, and I think that's kind of how I'm gonna put my bow on it. Sure, I'm, I'm gonna say cautiously optimistic. Nice. You could say. We are two sides of the same coin, Jamie. Heads. Fuck. What, I've got stinky tails? Come Always on. head. I know. I, I'm, no, we're two sides of the... Oh, wait, that means you're the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and in that case, yeah, you are tails. Wow. But if it's two sides of the same coin, is it heads on both sides? I mean, it could be a, a, a two-headed coin. Sure. Mm, like a double-edged blade. Like a triple whammy. Like a quadruple... Bypass cheeseburger, yeah. Well, that's what <laughs> I've got. I've got plenty of years left ahead of me, Chris. I can, I can yeah. maybe, I can manage one at some point. I'll go to that. What's the the burger restaurant that sells uh, burgers named after? Like it's like the number of bypasses, the yeah. number of patties. I like that. The Heart Attack heart, Grill, heart or something attack like that. Heart Attack Cafe or some shit like that. Yeah, I'd love to go there. They wheel you in in a wheelchair with like scantily yeah. clad nurses, female or male, your choice. I go male. Yeah. And yeah, something don't about females. Me. Just don't want it. I don't want them near me. <laughs> Not about that life. Right. Well, there we go, Jamie. Uh, cap in another weird way, capping off a you know a, a decent podcast. Glad that Jonesy was able to join us, even if it was for yeah, that was awesome. Uh, I mean, he he did quite well. You know, he lasts quite a lot longer than I thought he would. He he is he is a a, a two minute man after all. So <laughs> two pump jump. <laughs> Not my words. <laughs> Whose words? I can't I mean, tell you, you that. You said that's, it. That's a, that's a state secret. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, yeah, there. that's it. That's that's your podcast episode. Jamie, what is the code word for today? Um, I don't know. Maybe well, I may, I, it's not a really a code word, and maybe it's a bit lame, but maybe it would be nice to just see some some warm messages to welcome back Mr. Alex Jones. Yeah. And maybe if there's anything that... Uh, you thought that you wanted to ask him in recent weeks that you haven't been able to, or anything that's happened in the last couple of weeks that you wanted the Jones, the Alex Jones trademark take on. Um, tinfoil hat takes uh, encouraged. Maybe yeah. that's a, a little, a, 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 like a, a little feeder we could put out there. Rather a homework than assignment. Actual, yeah, yeah. It's like he's like, yeah, exactly. A bit of homework. Yeah. Get get your comments going. Ask Jonesy the interesting questions, and you know, depending on how many there are, maybe next week we do more than just one. Uh, comments of the week and just let Jonesy kind of rattle through them. Yeah. 
We'll we'll tire him out even quicker next week by doing an entire Alex Jones Q and A. Hell yeah, cool. Well, with that, thank you so much for joining us, listening on a podcasting platform of your choice, or watching us on YouTube. We do appreciate it. Uh, you can reach out to us on social platforms at Super Show Pod. Don't forget, if you want to help support the show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash super show. And hey, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.